Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This week's episode of the Realist Podcast Ever is sponsored by The Circuit. Saturday, May 25th, Memorial Day weekend, The Circuit presents 42 Doug live at the TLA. That's the TLA Philly, 334 South Street. Uh, he's going to be flanked by Black Poppy and the hottest young group in Philadelphia, D4M. That's D4M Sloan, D4M Schiano. You can get your tickets available now at Ticketmaster.com or LNPhilly.com. The realest podcast ever, realest podcast ever. Yeah. Two brothers bringing thinking on a second level. Woo. Music, sports, fashion, politics, and the streets. Street. The best two hours out of every week. Yeah. YDN, dinosaurs, and YBODs. Real talk every time, this is what you need. need. We just out here popping shit. It's your boy C. Diddy and Matt makes me sick. TRPE, TRPE, yeah. T-R-P-E, T-R-P-E, go! They know! The realest podcast ever! Woo! Woo! The realest podcast ever! Jim Boomy. Holy shnikes. I can't believe what I just saw, man. Uh, for those of you out there, <laughs> for those of you out there uh, that watch follow the NBA playoffs, man, the Sixers just took a gut wrenching loss. Uh, game seven, Kawhi buzzer beater bounced around. Hung, Matt said it hung up there for for a week. The uh, the shot hung up there, on, bounced around in the rim four or five times. Came down, game winning shot against the Sixers. Sixers is over. Your Eastern Conference Finals is set. Toronto Raptors versus the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm your host, Rose Podcast Ever, episode 88. This is C. Diddy. I am uh, Matthew. Matthew Kane. Matthew. Just Matthew. I can't hear myself. Oh, now I can. There we go. We have a special guest in the uh, studio today. I lobbied against this. <laughs> strongly. <Yeah. laughs> Matt strongly lobbied against this, but, you I know, had, I here had we a, are. I had a petition with one name on it. It was just me. <laughs> but... Nonetheless, state your name, young lady. Yes, Lee. It's Lee. <laughs> it's the infamous Lee. And uh, again, this is uh, episode 88 Rose podcast ever. Um, you know, tough loss for all the Sixers nation out there, all uh, 3,000 of you that actually uh, sincerely give a damn about the Sixers, the rest of you bandwagon motherfuckers. We could care less how heartbroken you are tonight. Yeah, we don't need to see none of y'all crying videos and nothing ridiculous. <laughs> That was a tough shot, man. They're they're uh you know for them to come back the way that they did after basically doing nothing for the better part of four and a half minutes. Jimmy gets a uh they get a couple stops. Jimmy get a tough bucket, tie it up. Then you just I go Michael Jordan. I thought it was over after um halftime was forty four to forty. Yeah, and then leaving out of my job, the Raptors came out third quarter, scored like six straight. It was like fifty to forty. Yeah, so it's and, I, and I was like, it might be getting dark quick. Yeah. Then I looked, the Sixers were up fifty-two to fifty. I'm like, well, all right, yeah. cool. Like they're, <laughs> I guess they're in it. But um, I told you, I just Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid. I don't like it. Break up the process. <sighs> they went away from what the process was and what it was supposed to be just already. Yeah, but. I get the trust. Of, they got to sell shirts. You know, they like, we printed these shits up. We got to sell them. I get it's either that or send them to Zimbabwe. I understand that aspect of it. But um, we can discuss all the playoff. Uh, playoffs have been wild, though. They've yeah, actually definitely. been very entertaining. And that's the the effect of no brawn. It's competitive. It's, there's it's no parody. one just 
bowling over yeah. everybody. Yeah, it's parody. So the uh, Denver Denver series ended today. Denver uh, collapsed at the end, missed seventeen threes in the in the game. Tried to get their rockets. Tried on. to get their rockets on. Fell a little short, about ten shots short, but yeah. nonetheless, uh, they 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 had got to hold that L. Also, the funniest part about all of this, like the poetic justice and all of this playoff shit, you were just talking about the Milwaukee Sixers mm-hmm. Toronto triangle. The funniest part out of all is KD. On uh, CJ's podcast in the summertime, told them, "Come on, bro, y'all not gonna be no y'all fucking not, contenders." Yeah, They're in the Western Conference Finals. Going Warriors in Portland, going against each other. Katie gonna come back and give them all fifty. Yeah, like, <laughs> we know that. But you Mo Harkless gonna be like this. <laughs> <laughs> CJ was the only guy to show up for Portland today, pretty much too. Uh, well, I mean, you the thing with and, and this is before we we can do this real quick. This is what uh, irritates me when it comes to. These teams, when it be like, oh, so and so showed up. Where was the other person? It's like it's one rock. So it's like <laughs> if CJ's the hot hand and CJ's going off, yeah, Damian Lillard's he's chilling. You know what I'm Dame saying? It was like four for seventeen or some shit like that. It's like we've literally watched Damian Lillard take over series. We, yeah. you know what I mean? So it's like you saw him in the series. We in in Steph and Clay situation. It's like if Steph is Clay, like, and it's funny because Love the other day was like, damn, are we not going to give Clay his props for that the other day? Like, yeah, yeah, Steph had the amazing fourth quarter. Clay had 21 at halftime. Right. Like, Clay, when Steph had no points, <laughs> it was Clay <laughs> yeah, and Donut. Yeah. And it's like that, you know, I watch people do that, like, oh, it was one person. It's just like, not really. Yeah. Like, it's a team effort. You know what I mean? It's just the way it go. But uh, the playoffs have definitely been entertaining. For sure. I, I've been, we've been watching a lot of it. No, it is what it is. Uh, before we get into the nonsense, <laughs> the nonsense. how was your week? Uh, my week has been cool. Uh, I've just been, you know, doing a lot of work. I got the concert coming up, so I've just been dotting all my I's and crossing my T's in terms of that, um, getting, you know, all of these artists off bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just, it's a different... Uh, like mindset in terms of like running a show versus like a party. A party just like, oh hey, you sell some advanced tickets if you don't, motherfuckers is showing. All you gotta do is get the word out there, motherfuckers is coming. A show is way different. It's like a different discipline. People gotta be organized. People gotta actually run their sets <laughs> on time. Like shit that black people don't know how to you do. You just made me think about it. The Nuggets were selling uh they had pre a pre sale for the Western, <laughs> Western Conference Final, Final tickets and uh Enos Cantor Quoted the tweet for like the link for the tickets yeah. <laughs> with a uh, refund, please. <laughs> That's the quote tweet. I fell out after that. So but, yeah, it's just the whole discipline of like you know just trying to get you know get people in the mode of like encouraging people buy advance tickets. We don't want to walk up three hundred people like annoying shit like that. Like just trying to you know. Make sure that the show goes off. Make sure that I'm in the right mind state so that I can secure my bread and so that everybody can come and have a good night and we can put on the production the way that it needs to. Because if I take an L on this fucking show, I'm not going to be in a good mood. Yeah, I can dig that. I'm going to be very upset. I mean, L's, you know. <laughs> I, I feel, I understand with Kendrick, like, you know, take the L, don't cry about it, just embrace it. No. That's hard. No. <laughs> I'm crying. I hear you. I'm yeah, going to cry. I hear what you're saying, but <laughs> I'm going to cry I'm about I'm going to cry in the car. Yo, I remember uh, I beat this, uh, it's a dude, we, we call him the Penguin. He like a short white dude, and he kind of <laughs> chubby, and he looked like Danny DeVito and shit, yeah. so we always call him the Penguin in the poker room, and I remember, long story short, he flopped top set, and I chased this flush all the way to the river and hit the shit and jammed on him, and he just, I know you didn't hit that fucking flush. You you, you really called me with, with heart, fucking hearts, really? You, you, yeah. You, I called you. You had ace high flush, and it was nutty because I had like a nine high of, of flush. <laughs> like I chased it on some straight bullshit. 
And I, I turned the hearts over. And he's like, you got to be fucking kidding me. He jumped up and took a chair and threw it. Because <laughs> it was a huge pot. Yeah. And, like, they told him, they, you know, when you do shit, I threw a chair and they banned me for, like, 24 hours or whatever. They'll ban, they told him, like, you got to leave. You can come back tomorrow whatever, whatever. And I remember at the time, you can't do it no more. But on the second floor where the poker room used to be at, it's just, like, a long corridor that goes outside. And... Now the poker room's on the third floor. Mm-hmm. But at the time, you could walk straight outside, like, to the parking lot from the poker room. But yeah. it was just this long corridor. And I remember he was walking down the corridor, like, almost, like, talking to himself. Like, what the fuck? And like, <laughs> like, doing that shit. <laughs> and I remember we was just looking at him from the table. And Ross was like, he going to punch the shit out that steering wheel when he gets in. <laughs> that shit was just so funny. Like, yeah, dog, I'm going to cry in the car. Like, your losses hurt. Oh, they hurt. We just seen Joel crying his eyes out. Oh, like that shit real, man. Like, you should have lost that extra thirty pounds in the off season, cuz. You, you wanna yeah, you wanna hear the highlight of my week? Sure. I watched Iron Man. I saw you you made an Iron Man 2 Did reference. Did you peep that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you making references. Yo. Yeah, in the group chat, Matt made an Iron Man we was 2 in the reference. Group chat, I made an Iron Man 2 reference. And I, I'm like, Carl even was just like like <laughs> what? What are you talking about? Yeah, because I watched Iron Man and Iron Man 2 this week. Iron Man 2 was uh uh, Iron Man One is excellent. Iron Man, excuse me. Iron Man One was phenomenal. Yeah. She, she. It's funny because like I watch movies and I'm like a real, like the movie come on and he's like the first Iron Man. He's in the truck and remember they, they, when they, the boy Raja whatever his name yeah. is like came in with the hit. I mean like from the rip. I'm like oh so he's like Batman. He's like for, like <laughs> and she's like yo shut the fuck. <laughs> up. It's nothing worse than watching a movie with somebody that know you've already seen the movie because he asks fifty million questions. I'm like just watch the Cause movie. Because I'm a, I'm a, I gotta put it together because right. I don't want to miss shit. I'm one of them people. Like I hate you ever watch a movie. Didn't realize you talking to people like you missed half the shit. Wait, what, what happened? happened? Yeah, yeah, like because they start talking about all types of, and you just like wait, what? So I'm like, oh wait, no, pause it, pause it. <laughs> all right, so and that, <laughs> right. so if I got this movie, right, right. You can tell me what's going to happen in the movie. That's if you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. But we, I watched Iron Man, and Iron Man One is dope. And the the boy who's the villain, um, Bridges, Jeff Bridges, yeah, was phenomenal. I even like Terrence Howard in it. Iron Man Two. What's going on, Iron Man? Like What's up, Iron Man? Man? <laughs> Iron Man Two was like the. I fucks with Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke character was dope. He's a, he don't get the respect he deserves because he's like actor. a drug addict and shit. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. like he's a good actor. Don Cheadle was like, eh. Don Cheadle's one of them hit or miss guys. Like, yeah. I see him in some. I'll re- like, uh, what's the movie where he plays the accent with the crazy accent? Um, with Brad Pitt and all of them. Hotel uh, Rwanda. No, Hotel Rwanda. Brad <laughs> Pitt. Dude, did you when they robbed the casino? Um, Ocean's Eleven. Ocean's Eleven. Like he Basher, he was phenomenal yeah. in that. But then like I'll see him in some other shit, and I'll just be like, I'm mm, cool. Off. Like <laughs> like Crash. Like I'm just like I'm cool off Don Cheadle. Mm-hmm. But I think Don Cheadle, Iron Man Don, too, I don't really like him like that, but in the regular other Marvel movies, I feel like he plays better. Oh, he's in a bunch of them. He's yeah, in like, like the Avenger movies. Yeah, he's, in like like he's in like 18 of them. Yeah. He, you figure he only seen right, two. Right, right. He's seen two. <laughs> but, <laughs> so it was funny, though, at the end of Iron Man 1, you know, he do all the shit. He, he kills all the... And I, I didn't really like the whole... The, them versus the Muslims, I ain't really feel that. I, I got what he was going with it, but it was like, that was kind of annoying. But it was like, he stopped all of them and saved all of them from getting the, the machine and all yeah. of that bullshit. 
And it like it was over. Like he saved the, the world, saved the planet, did all the bullshit, and he came home. And Samuel Jackson, I'm like, this motherfucker again at the end of the fucking movie. I don't understand this shit. And then when when Iron Man 2 sparked, I'm like, yo, do this nigga ever fight? And she's like, well, you just watch the fight. Because it's, it's irritating me that he's just always yeah. there and he's just never really doing anything. So I mean, he's Samuel. He don't really. So it's like, yeah, I'm just getting point. into the movies. But it's like the F- Iron Man and Iron Man 2 were pretty good. Yeah. So it's like now the Thors. Iron Man 3 is awful. So don't watch it? Don't watch it, but it's pretty bad. Okay. The Mandarin is pretty fucking bad. What do you think about Iron Man 3? Yeah. It's, it's pretty bad. It, it, it's, it it's, it's in the bottom five of like the out of the 20 however many but movies. I feel like that. It's like that with any trilogy. Like when you Somebody, get, something's going to suck. Yeah. Like yeah. The, the trilogies movie, are normally Yeah, like good. Godfather 3 doesn't exist. Like R- Rush Hour 3 was pretty <laughs> bad. There are a couple movies where the second movie is better than the first, though. Godfather being one of them. Yeah. I thought Godfather 2 was better than Godfather 1. For sure. Godfather 1 is way too fucking long. I used to think Beverly Hills Cop 2 was better than Beverly Hills Cop 1 till I got older. And I'm like, Beverly Hills Cop 1 was... Excellent. That was that was pretty good. Some people feel like that with Hangover. Some people think the second one was better than the first one. Nah. The Some people really amazing. do. Second one had fu- had a funnier scene. Hangover 1 was... I just watched Hangover One recently. Hangover One is crazy. Hangover Three it was, was just terrible. A, yeah. Hangover One caught like like created like a that type of yeah it was a different genre answer. of like comedy movie like an action comedy Not buddy movie. American Pie. I'll actually give it to him. American Wedding is the best one out of that whole little yeah. thing, and that was like right. the fourth one. Yeah, so it can happen. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Two, <laughs> Secret of the Ooze. That was better than the first one. Definitely better than the first one. Um, Which one had ninja rap from, from two? Two. Go yeah. ninja, go, go ninja. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that was the second one. That was better than the first. Vanilla one. Ice is a cultural icon. Yeah. In case y'all don't know, Vanilla Ice was definitely a Ninja Turtle. And he helped fund Death Row by yeah. getting started. Vanilla Crazy. Ice is a living legend. Cold legend, dog. Got hung Death, off a balcony. <laughs> Death Row got a wild story. Did you watch Big U? Interview where he talked about how Death Row wouldn't happen if he wasn't booked and all that shit. I've seen, I, I've I've watched probably eighty seven percent of Vlad's interviews for whatever reason. I've only seen bits and pieces of the Big U interviews. I never really watched. I watched it. I was in the gym one day and I just had because I'm on. not like a fan of like shit like that. When people was like, "Oh, well, if this wouldn't happen," I'm like, "It's a lot of it." Oh, no, the interview was cool. That was just one part you didn't yeah, yeah, think yeah. about when you said no. It. That yeah. particular, and, and I have a tremendous, tremendous amount of respect for Big U. He's doing like a whole. Another set of work right now with as far as like uniting the gangs and all that in California. He made a whole lot of sense when he was talking about how like the young niggas don't look up to the old heads and it'd be like because when you twenty and you go to where you forty, you gotta elevate yourself. You gotta like become forty because like the young niggas that's twenty, they gonna get older and they look at you. You still moving how you move when you was twenty. They like nigga, we doing the same shit. So I'm not Mm -hmm. listening to you exactly. And he's like, nah, like I had to when I came home from jail, I really had to like. Change my whole shit around and my approach and this yeah. third and but it was it was just a funny because they talked about it like the crip shit and yeah. you know like it's funny that like them gangs they'll be a part of a gang but they don't really like the other little sets and all no, that no, little no. no they be like they bang their set like not the gang that's what you talking about Nipsey like Nipsey came out banging the set yeah. it was like it's the first time we ever had that so it's just like. You know, we we focused on that and got behind that, and like motherfuckers didn't like it, but it's just like, yo, I mean, he has sixty. What you you know, like yeah. what you want from him? You know what I mean? But they was talking about the whole Keefy D um, confessing to the, the whole D, that shit is wild to the whole Orlando killing Tupac show, and he didn't know. He just like 
I, like he said he killed Tupac. He was like, he said his nephew did. He was like, yeah, he got jammed up in something and was like, if he testified. It was like some PCP shit. He got jammed up with some drug shit. He just like, you know, if he cooperated, you know, so he told him his nephew killed Tupac. And he's like, you want to hear a confession? He's like, oh. <laughs> 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 and his face while Vlad was telling him, he just like, like he didn't understand what yeah. he was here. And he like, so he, so he, so he. Read it on his, on his nephew. He was like, "Well, you know, Orlando got killed." He like, so he told him the dead man, <laughs> and he like, "Oh yeah, you can go play the shit." <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, you go and play the shit." But yeah, it was it was a good interview. I ain't finished it all the way, yeah. but you know. I, I've seen bits and pieces of it. I just I haven't seen it in its entirety, and I've yeah. watched a lot of nonsense Vlad interviews. Vlad interviews are actually pretty good and pretty informative for the most part. I like him because Vlad, Vlad don't change up. He asks everybody the same question: "Is how you gonna play the shit?" Because even Big U was on the joint like we getting in our own time. and like yeah. you know like. Or the boy, um, you man, I watched that John, um, the dark skin boy, who Pee Wee Long, Pee Wee Long, like yeah, he, he was, like, was, he was like, gang, he's like, I ain't no gang, bro, I just like the color blue, it's a nice color, and it'd be the same <laughs> questions to every single yeah. person that come in there, and some rappers just decide to go, some motherfuckers go in there way left. with the intention to sensationalize themselves because like some motherfuckers understand the internet too good, like we talk a lot about people that don't understand the internet at all, some motherfuckers <laughs> understand the internet too good, and they know if I say this, this shit. Is gonna go crazy, right. and they be wanting the attention. They can't help themselves, right. so it's like they'll and they'll criminalize or indict themselves just for the fact of being able to go viral and get some clout on social yeah. media. It's crazy. We yeah. see it time and time again. Hey, real quick before we uh, start the rundown, um, congratulations to Jules. He had his baby today. Oh man, congrats, Jules. Well, he didn't have it, but you know, say, you know, it had to be Hollywood had the baby. <laughs> Shout out to the both of them. Um, six pounds eight ounces, I believe. Um, on Mother's Day. Oh man, how little is that? Yeah. So, you congrats, know, Jules. congrats to the, to the homie with that one. Um, up until like the other day, it was just mayhem in the streets. <laughs> um, Aisha Curry went on Red Table Talk. Now, a lot of people don't know what Red Table Talk is. Yeah. Took me a second to figure it out. Um, apparently, Internet has television shows now, yes. like Facebook. Yeah, full-blown television. Full-blown. I've watched, like, a couple of the Lonzo <clears throat> Jones, like Lonzo Ball and uh, LeVar and all of them. Yeah, I got to the point where they was renovating the house, and I was like, yeah, I don't really care enough about this to keep watching. A couple episodes I watched, I'm like, this has nothing to do <laughs> with basketball or anything. He ain't dribbled shit yet. <laughs> He's nine episodes in. You're on season three. one that just focused on him buying a Rolls Royce. I'm like, what the fuck are we watching this shit for? But yeah, they have real-life shows. So Jada... Jada's mom. And Willow. And Willow. Are they the main characters? Yeah. Okay. They like the staple three that's on there for every episode. All right. Because it looked like it was a lot of people. It's a big-ass table. Like, it looked like it was a bunch of people sitting around it. So, them three had Aisha Curry on. Aisha Curry is... um The wife of Steph Curry. I didn't want to just go straight to that. That's oh. what she is. All right. Can we just not play games today? <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> there's nothing like... If I was the husband of Oprah Winfrey, I would be fine with being introduced as Oprah Ste- Winfrey's Stepman. husband. It's I, like I'm I'm good over here. Like, Did her I'm, and Stepman ever get married? No, no. Oprah not going married. for that shit. No, Oprah not going for that shit. Oprah's smart enough to know that marriage is a business. Does he still have his own about, house? No, I don't know about. Remember, that. he had like the five bedroom house that yeah. was on the property and shit. I actually would. <laughs> I ain't gonna hold listen, you. I, I, I value you. my personal time. I'd be like, hey, listen, baby, however you want to run it. You know what I'm saying? You lay it out for me to play it out. Remember I the day Chappelle Joe? <laughs> like that shit was brilliant. But yeah, um, Aisha Curry, the wife of two time MVP, first unanimous ever MVP. Yep. 
six or seven time All Star, whatever that is. Curry isn't the first person to take a Supermax, but he did have the biggest Supermax up until, was it James Harden? Because Curry got five years, 201 mil. Yeah, I think Westbrook. Westbrook, Westbrook might have the biggest one. Yeah, because Westbrook took like a Westbrook. Balls. Westbrook had uh, it was like a a thing in his a provision in his contract where it's like, all right, if you win MVP or you hit certain accolades, then we can f- terminate the last year of your current deal, yeah. boost it up, and then extend you for more years, basically a five year extension. Yeah. So yeah, I think his is the biggest one, like two twenty or some shit like that. Real quick, you know, you just made me think about it. <laughs> Remember when Master P was trying to be a, uh... Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. NFL agent? Yes. You remember who his first client was? I do not remember. Do you remember Taylor? It was Ricky Williams. Remember Ricky Williams was a uh, running back? Yeah, that quit NFL so he could get <laughs> yeah. out. And Ricky Williams' deal that he got him was like the pay was crazy, but it was all incentive-based. <laughs> so, like, he didn't get paid shit <laughs> on the actual deal. But Master V, like, yeah, if you run for 2,700 yards, you know, you get 10 million. <laughs> 2,700. Like, the deal was insane. You I beat a whole offense. I, how, I watched Ricky Williams' 30 for 30. Remember the one about him smoking weed? Yeah. And they talked about it on there. Like, the fact that his deal he had was literally all incentive. That's crazy. Like, it had nothing to do with him just playing. If you get this many touchdowns, if you do this, if you do this, all this whole extra shit was just insane. Meanwhile, Kyler Murray, the top pick, just got a four-year, $35 million contract, all guaranteed. What's his name got 30 mil? Uh, Sippin' Lean Ball. Um, Big Ball from uh, Oklahoma, I mean, uh, Oakland. Didn't do shit after he got the contract. Oh, Jamarcus? Yeah. Yeah. 35 M's guaranteed? He like, I'm not coming. <laughs> Practice. <laughs> shit is guaranteed. I'm going to get some lean. Y'all got this shit. Nigga was out buying lean and choppers. They say he poor as shit now. Yeah, I could believe. I mean, 35 M's and you on lean? That shit is so fucked up because it's like, yo, you know how much of a detriment you are to your community if you blow through 30, 40, 60 M's? Oh. Vin Baker, 120 M's. Like, yeah. you know, you're a detriment to Anton your community. Anton Walker. Well, the the bad thing about him is he's a degenerate gambler, no doubt. But that's not what did him in. Did you? The housing crisis fucked him up. He had like 140 homes that he was building in Chicago, and then the market went under, and he lost like 80 million dollars or some shit. Like Are you that. either of you familiar with Bob Vugaris? The poker player? Yeah, yeah, from you. Yes. See how she been around me. <laughs> Bob Vugaris, NBA's number one better poker player and shit. Bob Vugaris got a story that he told when he on one of his podcasts. Well, on a Daniel Negreanu's podcast, Bob Vugaris said the his favorite. NBA, because they was asking him, like, who does he like to gamble with when it comes to the different sports and shit like that? So he was like, his favorite NBA fish was Anton Walker. He was like, if I see Anton Walker, excuse me, I know I'm going hitting for something crazy. He <laughs> said he saw Anton Walker playing high stakes poker in Vegas. Came in, he's like, he didn't have no friends at the table, but he knew one of the guys. He's like, none of these guys are like my immediate circle yeah. at the table to where it's like, yo, let me get that. See, but he was like, I know one of the guys and I know how he plays. So he just like, he was in the hole at night, like he was running a little bad. He was like, look, Anton here. He's like, Anton had a couple drinks. I already know how he's playing tonight. So he stepped to the ball, like, yo, what you in the hole tonight? He's like, ball was down 60 grand. He's like, look, I double it. Let me get your seat. He gave the ball 120000 to, to get away. out of the seat yeah. and then hit Anton Walker for 840 that 
<laughs> crazy shit. Like, if I know you here, it's a good night. Yeah. Gabe, like, straight Gabe. Like, think about how crazy that got to be. Like, here go uh, house money. Yeah. Watch out real quick. <laughs> Let me Let get, me get in there. Yeah, yeah, I got to gotta get in on this action. Yeah, hitting for an eight piece. That's crazy. Nuts. Right? Plus 720 for the night. Crazy. Fucking Antoine Walker. Where, where we at with it? Like, <laughs> nuts. That high stake shit is crazy. Damn. But, um, yeah, anyway, we went off topic like <laughs> we always do. Aisha went on Red Table Talk this week, and you know the internet lost it. Let's preface it by saying this. In her defense, I don't think she understood the magnitude of the moment. Like, she's sitting there. She's next to Steph's mom. She's sitting next to Steph's sister. Jada, her daughter, her mother. She thinks it's just like woman time. And they just having like a regular like womanly talk. Now before we, she explained to me a little bit about the show. Because I don't really watch the show. And she said it is supposed to be like, almost like a therapy session. Yeah. Like they just go on there and... But you, know what, but you know what makes it not a therapy session? The fact that cameras are The fact that the cameras are rolling is live on the internet. Right. <laughs> so she goes on there and... I'm, st- I'm still puzzled by the whole thing, honestly. <laughs> she said that she- Steph has groupie attention, which mm-hmm. is understandable. He's worth $400 million. He's an MVP. Makes Kind of makes sense. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Kind of happens to everybody worth that kind of money. Kind of happens if you were, if you make $40 an hour. Kind of <laughs> works like that. Down at the steel mill. <laughs> yeah, you know. But she was saying how she doesn't have male attention over the last 10 years she has zero male attention and she says not that she wants to do anything or but it'd be nice but she's like it'd be nice to just know somebody's looking so where did y'all instantly go uh you go first all right my immediate thing was she has already run a race and won a race that the hoes that's getting the, the, the Instagram and attention and the cat calling and all that, they, they're not even eligible to enter the race. Mm-hmm. You've already won. A lot of women <clears throat> are defined by their faith in God, whatever religion they believe in, the success of their overall family, how they, you know, their matriarchal role, how they keep the family together. And what type of man did you marry? So by all accounts, you hit the jackpot. Across the board, seven seven seven. You got a super. You're you're a devout Christian woman. Everybody you know knows that about you. So there's a certain amount of respect and adulation that comes with that. You have a mega successful international superstar of a husband. Changed the freaking game of basketball. Multiple time MVP. Multiple time All Star. Amazing provider by all intents and purposes. He makes eighty roughly eighty million dollars a year or whatever the case may be. So for you. For that to not be enough for me is just kind of strange because it's like, damn, you don't think that Bernice Burgos would cut off her right arm tomorrow to throw away her social media to marry Steph Curry? You don't think that the chick Shemaine from Atlanta that's naked on Instagram every day would, wouldn't cut her foot off? They're kind of all naked every day. <laughs> is it just for the fact of even being able to not even marry him? Let's just say he moved them into the same house where he's living at. Because the I think the biggest point that she's missing is that the female attention that Steph's getting is not because he's a beautiful man or he's sexy or he's like 
all these women want to have sex with him. No, it's because of what he's done on the court and what he does for a living. His stature is what makes him attractive. We've seen uh, people like Biggie, fat and black is ugly, black and ugly as ever, as ever. However, because of his style and the fact that his reputation precedes him and when he walks in a room, everybody knows who he is. That makes him the object of people's desire, not because he's some beautiful sex symbol of a person. That is usually reserved for women. So the attention that she's seeking as far as comparing the two is really like an apples to oranges comparison because it's not the same type of attention. When men are shooting their attention at you, it's on some horny animal shit because they think you got a fat ass or nice cities or they want to fuck you, whatever, whatever. It's animalistic in nature. Whereas with these women are looking at it in terms of I would trade my life today to be his wife because of all the other things that he has. He's a good man. He never been caught in a cheating scandal. He ain't got no side babies. Uh, he, he got a corny uh, haircut and they feel like ain't nobody checking for him and yeah. shit like that. So all of those different things that go into the, the stuff that <laughs> that make him <laughs> that make him a catch as a husband. Is what makes him attractive to other women. I saw their wedding photos. He didn't even have a shape up at the wedding. I said, what's this shape is up? a loser. <laughs> I said, Jesus. What's the shape up? So it's just one of them situations where, you know, I don't think she's realizing that the attention that she may think she wants is not going to come in the form that she wants it. There's a saying that says, be careful what you wish for. And it's one of them situations where it's like, yeah, you may think you want male attention. You may think you want future and Chris Brown in your DM. It's a lot of nonsense that comes with that. Yeah, you made some valid points. <laughs> I, I I could give you that. My whole thing, I didn't take it the way some people like. I didn't know my social media has been deactivated for a minute, <laughs> so I didn't know right. you know the going ons. So he was asking me about it, and I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. So he showed me the clip, and. One when he said it was on Red Table Talk, I immediately had a different outlook on it. Watching it because anyway, of the platform. because of the platform, because I've watched several of the episodes. They're like they thirty minutes long, yeah. And I watch them, and it's really just like Jada has been on there talk about the struggle she's had. It's it's not nothing where it's like it's a badgering type of show, or it's like put your business out there. It's just a different vibe altogether. It's not like regular. You know, TV, like reality TV, where it's just like a bunch of bullshit. It's really not like that. It's really just a chill, like how you would, like how you said you having girl talk. That's yeah. really what it be. And they've had guys on there, and you know, that's really what it be. It just chill. We just talking. But I will say that she probably didn't realize that it was gonna go the way it went because right. nobody do when you're speaking like for her her thing is like I'm just telling y'all what I've experienced, what yeah. I deal with. So why would I think anybody could tell me that? What I experienced or what I feel is invalid. And I feel like that was one of the things I saw a lot of people. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. 
It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Saying, oh, she should be happy. She with a guy who this, that, and the third. And it's like, just because he got money, just because he's a good husband, just because of all these things, they don't have nothing to do with how she feels internally. Right. And I think a lot of people <clears throat> are missing it. She may not even feel that way no more. That might have been something she struggled with before right. and just was kind of like, I've been here. Because even Jada was like, I've gone through that. And you talk yeah. about Jada, who's an actress, who's been, who's a businesswoman, who's been in a lot of stuff. Granted, like, Will is Will, but she done her own shit way before yeah. that. So it's like, for her to say she struggled with it, I think for anybody... I, I think imagine. Jada was low-key on before Will. That's what I'm saying. Like Jada she, was in a uh, different, world. different world. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, she's been yeah. somebody before, and obviously it's like, you link up with Will, you're with Will, Neil. Yeah. It's like, people still see you separate, but you're with Will. Yeah. So, I think it's normal for anybody. When she said it, I didn't think she meant attention. Like, it was like, oh, she want people sliding in her DMs and stuff like that. I really don't think she meant it like that. I think that people forget she's a mom, she's a wife, yes, but ultimately, if you strip all that way, she's a woman. She's a woman first. I think, not to interrupt you, but I just think it's a a, a thing of what she wanted to say versus what she said. Mm-hmm. Were two different things. And I think that men are so literal that mm-hmm. we took it like, oh, you want outside male attention. Right. Okay, cool. You want a bunch of people. We were arguing the other day, and I said something, and then she was like, what the fuck did that mean? I was like, I didn't even mean that, but I got to ride. <laughs> I'm here now. You got to ride yeah. on your point. <laughs> I have to so, ride that dumb shit so, so I think it's a situation where <laughs> she wanted to articulate uh, herself in a certain manner and be honest about her feelings, which mm-hmm. she has a right to do. And me and Matt talked to Ra about this this week, and I'm like, yo, I get all that, and I respect her right to feel however she feels, but you got to articulate yourself in the right way and choose the right words because the danger is right. the internet gets a hold of the shit, and, and then, now it doesn't matter what right. you meant. This is what you said, and then there's a 12-second clip of you saying this, and now there's mi- billions right. of and people. And no one's going to go back looking. and look at the actual episode. because no, we don't the got epi- time for that. Right, because if you watch the episode, they were talking about a bunch of shit before that yeah. that would have tied into what she said that would have made sense. And you would have been like, oh, you would have took a different, a whole Absolutely. different. But no one's watching that because when the Shade Room posts it, they're going to post the clip. Yeah. That's it. So people are going and making their opinions based off of the clip and not watching the 15 minutes before the clip where they were talking about like his mom was talking about being with you know being with the dad and the shit that they went through because they've been married for like 30 years and she's like i've been with him since you know i was like 18 i'm 53 yeah that's a lot of shit and she like sometimes you really gotta tell these bitches back up and even aisha was saying like a lady was like in the car one day and the baby wasn't even a year old and she like get out of my car like i'm entitled to you know personal space and it's like people don't understand it's overwhelming to be with somebody who's on that level and you're that person's getting so much attention and then you turn around she done had three kids and she looking like he's obli- I don't want to say he's obligated because he probably loves worship during this girl walk on everything like that but at the end of the day like Matt is going to tell me you look nice you this you that if, if I'm having a bad day or if I'm having a day where I just like ew like right. I'm not feeling myself it's, it's he's going to tell me yeah. oh you look good babe you look he have to do that. Yeah. So it's yeah, like it a, don't matter. <laughs> she posted on Instagram. <laughs> it's like out of it's like out of obligation, but the person is genuine because they do yeah. love you, they do care about you. But when somebody like if I wake up in the morning, I'm like, you're you had them days where you just feel kind of like out of it. You don't yeah. look you you don't feel yourself. Yeah. And then he might be like, oh, you look great, and I'll be like, uh, whatever. Yeah, fuck out. And I go outside. <laughs> 
And I could be walking down the street and somebody be like, oh, that dress look nice on you. You be like, oh, shit. Okay. And it's not a diss towards him. And it's not that I want to be with that guy. But it's just like somebody that has no attachment to me. Somebody who has no reason to say what they said. It's just like it hit different. But their reason to say what they say could be them trying to, you know, invade your space or get into because it may be a motive to now let's further the conversation. Right. And I mean, that happens both, both ways. Like I've had guys like give you a compliment and they just keep walking. Right. Like, and it'd be nothing like yeah. genuine, like just, uh, just a compliment. Then you have people who give you a compliment and be like, Oh, and then depending on your response, yeah. now it's going left. And it was funny. Cause um, Jada was saying, um, one of the, I can't remember if it was Jada or the mom was saying that, that's a da- that's dangerous when she was saying about yeah. how the wanting the attention she's like yeah that's dangerous it's and a I'm slippery like, slope I do agree like you want the attention but then you want the attention and how you want the attention but you can't control the attention you All right, get so quick maths this is the math segment of TRP in a situation like the majority of women uh, an attractive woman mm-hmm. not even like a a, a, a a Bernice or like a crazy off the chart a, a regular everyday run of the mill woman a nurse flight attendant whatever a eight Every single day, 50, not even eight. 50, <laughs> 50 niggas are shooting at her, whether it be at work. That's a low ball. Listen, at work, I drive social media. <laughs> I see women that are built like pathfinders. Getting <laughs> niggas is getting on shots them. up. Niggas is getting them shots up on them. So it's a situation Everything. where it's like when you have the mind state that you want this attention, or you think, quote unquote, think you want this attention. Now, once. Once them shots start flying and you put that out there into the world, now is a situation where Jada Mom said it's dangerous because mm-hmm. now who's to say that out of them 50 or 100 that shot at you that day, you don't think somebody's cute or you don't think somebody's charming or, oh, he smelt really good. And then now you in a situation now you in a situation right. where, oh, well, can you have friends sound different than the nigga that look like Shrek? Like it's a whole I'm going to say this different way that that can go if you really want the attention i find it very hard to believe that aisha curry is getting no attention i just don't understand that so just look at social media because social media is a big part of our lives now they don't count i already told you that it do though it's part it's part of the world it don't count it's what do you like we people have like so people have lives on social media uh, people live life yeah. through social media. People have businesses. People have met, married, kids, all that shit from social media. So social media does matter. It's For part sure. of the world. So I just find it hard to believe that, like C. Ross said, she lying. I was in her DM. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's, like, it, it's, it's the truth. It's I find it hard to believe that Aisha Curry with 7 million Instagram followers. I'm telling you, yo, there are women who look like me. Shut Niggas up. is in they DMs every day. She posts a, you post a picture right sitting. Damn, I, I wish I was that chair. Niggas just <laughs> horny as shit, right? When the last time you wrote a face. God damn. <laughs> I know that cushion smell good. Like it's crazy shit. Cause that's the that's the way the world works. So I find it hard to believe that Aisha Curry gets zero attention. Yeah. Now on the flip side, when I first saw it, my thing was what Aisha Curry has put out into the world and what she's given us about herself. This doesn't make any fucking sense. It's off brand. You told us that the reason you don't dress provocative or you don't show anything, any skin, any legs, any cleavage, none of your back out is because 
you're a happily married, devout Christian woman who keeps all of that for her husband in the bedroom. So right there, we don't just men by you hear that and you just like you ever like meet a chick and she just like say something like I'm celibate or I'm saving myself for for marriage. You just like it's over at that point. Yeah, because here's the thing: it's women got to understand. There's and I tell I tell this people people this all the time. There's a difference. I wasn't done my point, but Chad can go. There's a difference between and I'm I'm gonna let you go right back. There's a difference between hard to get and impossible to get. So if you put the box up that you're impossible, niggas is not fucking with it. It's over. Exactly what I said the other day. I'm like, you already are married to Steph Curry. I cannot shoot threes at a 40% rate. Yeah, I, can you? I'm not shooting 40% from the field. So you're married to a revolutionary basketball player. We know this. Your husband is on the books. He's worth $380 million, right? You tell us you're a happily married, devout Christian woman, and you dress like you churn butter. She do not. She does. Come on, Neil. She does. She, does. she, she does. dresses nice. It's nice, but it's not... There's a difference between... You act like she out there in the back hanging up clothes to dry. Yeah. Might as well be. I seen that beach picture. I was like, yeah. Right. Like, Steph's showing more cleavage than her. (laughs) There's a difference between between Gabrielle Union and Aisha Curry. There's a difference between Vanessa Bryant and Aisha Curry. There's a a difference between Savannah James and Aisha Curry. We ain't even got to go to somebody who's famous like Gabrielle or, you know, who else is famous um, that's married to a basketball player? Uh, Lala always. Lala, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, you talk about Savannah James or Aisha Curry where it's just like you are known as the wife of this guy and the mother of these children by this guy. So you look at, like, Savannah James. Savannah show up at them games, titties out, legs out. Mark Jackson said he'd fuck Savannah. Am I lying? During a broadcast. During a playoff game. Am I lying? Mark Jackson, I got that shit on Twitter. And he a Christian. Mark. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, But the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Jackson said that shit during a finals game, <laughs> live on fucking television. I got it right here. I'm shocked you downplayed Savannah. He said she was all city. James again from downtown. And I hit out the park. No question. With all due respect. With all no due question. respect. With all due respect. Like, yeah, he's and, out of pocket, buddy. but but it's real. That's that. That's him being a man. With all due respect, fuck the shit out your wife. <laughs> Good shot, baby. <laughs> That's some man Get shit. Get back on defense, player. But just in general, Aisha told us from the gate, don't look at her like that. Don't bother her like that. Don't think I about think her like that. I think she meant don't sexualize her, but that doesn't mean but, don't but, think but, she's attractive. But we are men. That's just so, con- so she can't be attractive if she dresses conservative. No, no, I'm just saying this is the the average man, like the everyday, like you said, the run of the mill man, yeah, the this, everyday man, like. I say though, when men say "How you doing?" It's not "How, hey, are, you how you doing?" You want some dick? Really? 
I, you could be dying. <laughs> Are you able to have sex tonight? Oh, oh so, so, so you and your deathbed, you can't hit this head tonight? <laughs> like, that's what's going on? Like, honestly, that's just the way to act. Like, I say what I'm talking about be- meeting women and becoming friends. Men ain't just out trying to make friends with a, with a female. That's just not real. Yeah, if you turn me off, I'll take a friend. So but I'm not out here trying friends. to meet one. Say it again? How do you get female friends then? I've known them. I, they come to me. Mm-hmm. I'm in a relationship. Yeah. Today's episode of the podcast <laughs> is sponsored by Rothy's. <laughs> have a quick word from our sponsors. I'm but just no. asking because you have female friends and you have your you hang out with these female friends and all that. So how do you have female friends and say I don't think like that? But men, men I'm talking like about that. meeting women. Just like when a man see you and say how you doing, he's not really like how you doing. Let's be cool. So you don't have any like female friends that you've met in the last eight years. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So how did you become friends with them? Social media. That's why I be telling you, you be thinking social media is like not real, but it's real. This I'm is not how saying you meet people. I'm not saying it's not real. I guess my interaction on social media is way different than yours because you have a lot of followers. You have a social media influence. Whispers. I don't like these people. <laughs> <laughs> like, but like me for my old page, I had like I had more followers. Right. A lot of followers. But you, only... you turned. You had. She has thousands of followers, but just starts blocking everyone. <laughs> so, this, I, just, this, I just started a new this page. Is how, this is how the difference is between women and men me i could go on my instagram today and got 13 new followers it's like whatever i don't know her don't know him don't know, i don't know these people whatever she gets one request screenshot sending it who is this do you know who this? like that's how women are when right. it comes to just life men aren't like that so it's like you look at it even from the standpoint of how you look right Women fight to not be sexualized. And that was the weird part about it. Like, women are out here rumbling for, like, no unwanted attention. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, don't talk to me. Don't speak to me. You know, don't don't sexually harass me yeah. and none of that craziness. That was where I was at. After, like, the initial two days, I really, like, sat with it. And then I was like, the psychology of it fucked me up. And, and it's just like, men, everything that men do is for women's attention. Mm-hmm. Everything. Like, remember Dave Chappelle had that skit where he was like, a man would live in a cardboard box if he knew he could get away with it. Yeah. But, like, the reason a man buys a house and a bed and, like, cleans up is because women a, like a woman shit. come over and, want, you know, <laughs> that's kind of how men are. So, like, women, I think, just naturally are, like, competitive when it comes to each other. Y'all worry about how your hair gonna look to each other, whose makeup is this, and who butt gonna look like this, and whose shoes gonna look like this. Men, we don't, everything you do, when you put cologne on, is for women to smell you and be like, oh, you smell nice. You get, I've never in my life gotten my beard shaped up and G hand me the mirror and I look at it and be like, Chad gonna really like this. You know what I'm saying? Chad gonna fuck with Chad this gonna fuck with this show heavy. Like, no, it's not like that. The niggas at the gig gonna fuck with the beard, bro. Right. So it's like women. When you come out as a woman and say, I dress like this because I keep it for my husband. I don't want, you know, anything. Like, it's it just puts we, off a vibe we to hit, men. We, we hit the off switch. It's over. To where it's just like, no. Like, you ever seen men in a dunk contest when they keep missing a dunk and they just hold up like a six? <laughs> like, in this shit so we can go to the next one? That's kind of how it be. So, my biggest thing was, you told us from the gate. Don't look at you like this. Don't look at you like this. Then you say over the last 10 years, I get like zero attention from men. And it's just like, 
That's how I was. It just kind of didn't make sense to me. But that's what so I'm saying. I, you make a good point to say that, though. Like, oh, you told us not to look at you like that. So no one's looking at you like that. So then her insecurity and in what she's thinking is valid because. I, I said, I said when, when we was at, we were, we got in such a big fight about this so stuff. We was at PJ Wellhands, like, going <laughs> at it. Couldn't even enjoy the wait. Like, yo, the lady, the, the waitress was like, y'all all right? I'm like, we fine. Can we get some blue cheese? Like, we was going They was like, um, excuse me, uh, we're going to start. They like, yo, we're, we we're getting ready to close. <laughs> we were still in there. They was like, yeah, it's uh, raining, so the whole deck is closed. It was pouring down. Get, we was getting wet and everything. We was just, yo, it was straight up. And I, I was just like, my biggest thing is I understand the insecurities and the anxiety. Yeah. We Anxiety is real. I know it. I get yeah. the Anxiety comes and goes. I get that shit. My thing is you have insecurities and anxiety that... You almost created this. Yes. You essentially did create this. And then on the flip side, you don't put it out. I've seen you and your friend. You forget we live with each other. I see you and your friends. Perfect example. You and your friends, y'all go out. You, your friend, one friend is married. Other, like y'all, 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 you know what I'm talking about. When y'all go out, y'all look the part. I mean, we still there, shouldn't we? Y'all are going. I, I, do you know how women are? They come into the house. They can't go to other houses because other men don't let them act. Crazy. <laughs> they come over. They was there recently. They all go in the bedroom. They getting dressed. I'm in the living room with the dog watching TV. They in the living room in the bedroom. You know, women are always like they're kind of gay when they getting dressed because they like smacking oh, girl, each other's titty. butts. Ooh, where you get that ass girl? And you know, you hear them twerking and hey, 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 all that shit. Now you looking through the fucking peephole in the fucking door and shit, all weird. But yeah, they in there, they doing anything, getting dressed, whatever. They come out and they're getting ready to leave. I'm like, titties for everybody. All right, cool. But that, yo, that's how it is. Aisha don't do that. Well, like, Aisha's ev- married. In, uh, Even your friend married. Barely. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> T, call our, uh, call our guest. I want to get another woman's uh, perspective on here. For the, uh, for the sake of the show, she's going to be anonymous. Hello? Hi. What's up? What's Hello? up? What's up, anonymous caller? This is a uh, Chad C Diddy with the Realest Podcast ever. You're on the air. Does she know she's on the show? She knows she's on the show. Okay, this yes, sounds like some booty call shit. <laughs> this sounds like some booty. Call oh, wow, shit. really? That's what we're doing. This is the secret love of my life on the phone right now, but that's none of anybody's business. <laughs> all right, so um, you're you're live with Chad, Matt, and Lee. We're all here in the studio talking about the uh, Aisha Curry situation. Tell me your initial thoughts when you saw the clip. And then tell me if you feel different or the same now a few days later. My initial thought was literally, how is attention from other men something that you desire as a married woman? Like me personally, I've been married before. And so I remember being married and kind of I'm a little bit popular. And I remember like, you know, getting so much attention from men and women. And it did absolutely nothing for me to the point where like, I had a conversation with my husband at the time, you know, and he's like, why do you need me to compliment you? Why do you need me, um, you know, to say this at a 30 when you get so much attention from your followers and things of that sort? And I was like, listen, you can no, have a thousand men give me a compliment and give me attention. And it means absolutely nothing for me if it's not coming from the person that I'm making myself look good for you know so like if you're not acknowledging that i don't care how many other men will acknowledge so the groupie love and the groupie attention that she kind of was like oh is something wrong with me if i'm getting all this groupie love but the one person that i'm doing it for that i'm making myself look good for isn't acknowledging it for me then i'm gonna ask is there something wrong with me not if i'm not getting it like 
I don't want a thousand guys to compliment me. I just need that one compliment, that one person to acknowledge me. And days later, I've heard and read different people break it down in different ways. I've heard both men and women, and it's still the exact same. Like, I only want attention from one specific guy. I don't want to have to go through a thousand people to see which one is the most sincere. I just want the person that loves me, the person that makes me feel good, that wants me to, that wants the best for me, the person that I want to look good for. I just need to look good for him and him to acknowledge it. I don't need nobody else to, you know, tell me whether or not I look good and I'm going to feel like there's something wrong with me. No, it's only something wrong with me if the person that I'm striving to be my best self for doesn't see that I'm striving and doesn't see my best. I'm done perfectly. Uh, I mean, yeah, but no. Yeah, I mean, like I get it. Like I, I felt the same way when I first saw her. I'm just yeah. like, if you're married and you're happily married and you're a devout Christian and you dress like Little House on the Prairie, I don't understand what exactly you want. Yeah. From yeah, I, I I cannot relate to her in no way, shape, form, or fashion. I don't know what more she wants. I don't know what strange men who wish they were in your husband's shoes. What is their compliments going to do for you? Like what what, are, what is that going to do for you? I'm gonna tell you what changed for me over the couple of days, like after the whole thing. It's like just knowing that I go through the shit, like you go through the yeah. shit. You go out into the world and. Just somebody random, chick skin on the... I had a white lady tell me that my skin was so rich and so dark that it was like velvet. I was like, this bitch is crazy. This bitch is going to auction me off. She was like, your skin is so beautiful. Go ahead, what you saying? I've heard from so many different guys that I don't know how to receive compliments well. And not in a nasty way, like, I'll like put my head down. Because if I'm not receiving that compliment from the right person, it does absolutely nothing for me. So, you know, I know how to be respectful and polite and say thank you, you know. But still, if it's not coming from that person, from my person, then it means absolutely nothing for me. So I actually don't go out to the world on a daily basis and desire compliments and attention from other men. I actually would prefer a woman compliment me on something as simple as my appearance or my hair or, you know, my eyebrows. Now you see what I'm saying about women with the competition and how I'm going to look to the other women. Like you ever notice you want to be acknowledged by a man. Like you ever notice you look at a chick when she posts a picture on like Instagram It'll have like 80 comments of hard eyes, and she's only responding to, to the, the women. women. Yeah. You know what I mean? Women are finicky like that. All the, 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 oh, you showing off comments get yes. jumped over. <laughs> all the, yeah, all the, you showing off, I don't, I don't damn again, all and that. all of that I bullshit. Yeah. Not to do all that. But that, <laughs> that nice, was like a subtle, you look nice is good enough for me from females, but I don't want a guy to comment on my stuff at all except for my guy. Like, that's the only person that I want to tell me, oh, you look beautiful, and you know, I'll blush for him, but anybody else, I'm gonna look down. Like, why are you even looking I'll at me? I'll take this all the compliments. For you? <laughs> I mean, I get it. I, I like, and, and that's what made me kind of like switch off to where it was like, I think Aisha just worded it wrong. Yeah. And definitely. I think that's where we, like, I think she just came out and we already don't like you you know what i'm saying like people, all, it, it already ain't happening sis people don't like aisha curry yeah. at all really and it's just but that's the thing prior to i mean I, I don't dislike her currently but i'm saying prior to her um remarks i was like always a fan like oh she's a wholesome wife mother you know good image she doesn't have to dress half naked you know to still but, 
but she know, pissed. Look she pissed. So uh, I was for that. She made the hoes upset though when she was talking about uh, the fact that y- y'all shouldn't dress so provocative and yeah. this, that, and the third. Like you I know. can't relate because I'm not a hoe and exactly. I, I've never been one to dress provocative either. Like you know, like me, I can be completely fully clothed, no skin showing, and get compliments from women and men. And again, the compliments from the men do absolutely nothing for me. I just need to be acknowledged by that one individual. I don't need groupie love, as she said. I don't need that. I don't want that. I have no interest in that. So what, I'm what, all for the dressing modest and all of that, you know, but I just want to be acknowledged by one individual person, nobody else. And one thing I think that has people forget, like that resonates, is like everybody's different. Everybody has yeah. a different ticker as opposed to like what might be next to, you know, you might feel this way. This person to be like, oh, no, this this is this is it over here. So my first, like I said, yeah. my first initial joint was like, the fuck is she talking about? Then I thought about was like, I'm still like the that. the insecure. <laughs> I think the insecurities and the anxiety of certain things make total sense. Mm-hmm. I just think the wording in it was like awful, and it just yeah. it was Steph was three for nineteen from three. It just was at a bad time. <laughs> yeah. Like it was I, just, just, I just think I, I, mean, I, I, I just like, think what she I'm said and what insecure. she meant are just two different. That's kind of what I kind of was on. Like what she said and what she meant to say. And plus, you got to remember, she said it in such a short time span. Like, if she really broke it down. But, again, we could all look back and be like, oh, I could have worded that different. I could have said that different. Yeah. But I think the people who she were talking to, even though it's broadcasted nationwide, the people who she was talking to in that room understood what she was talking about. She, because she's probably had those conversations with, with them before. And even Matt was like, oh, Steph probably feels some type of way. And I'm like, he probably doesn't. That's her husband. I'm pretty sure she's had the same way I've had conversations with him. Like, I feel insecure about these yeah. things and that things. If I came on here and said, oh, I feel insecure about this, he's not going to be looking at me crazy because he already knows about that. So I think I don't think she meant she wanted, like, negative attention. She wanted to be sexualized. I think she just wanted to know, like, I've been with this man since I was a teenager, and I'm kind of an adult now. I'm an, I'm a, yeah, they I'm have a, been together forever. They've been together for a long time, and it's like, you will, like me, I can speak on it because I've been with him since I was 19. So it's like, to now be a grown woman, I didn't experience, like, the 20s and the young 20s where it was like I yeah. was so I've been in a relationship granted she's been married and she, you know, she's a mother so for her it's a lot different but I can understand where she's coming from because you like you get older and you come into your grown womanness and you like alright you start feeling yourself a little bit but then no one else feels you and you like he feel you yeah. because he have to but you like you 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 unsure of yourself and I think she just struggles with a lot and you gotta look at the light that she's in with the husband that she has, she probably struggled with a lot of stuff. She said she got real bad anxiety. So you got to think about all of that constantly yeah. being alarmed. Like, you could say one thing, it could be misconstrued for something else. And if I say something that somebody take a certain way, nothing's going to happen. It was right. funny because my, my, my pop said this shit was like, you want to be like poker main event champion and shit. And he, I was just like, yeah, he was just like, you're not built for like celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? He was like, you curse, you insult people. He's like, you, you'd be awful. And I, I think about that shit all the time. Like, might if, be time to rewire myself. Like, if, <laughs> right. if I was, if I had to be like on camera in like, yeah, three months. Like, I got a very short window <laughs> before they get rid of me and get me out of yeah. here because I just know I say crazy shit all the time, yeah. all the time, and I can totally understand. The anxiety and the insecurities. Yeah. I, I get that because we all, it actually takes you kind of like, I felt what Steph was saying and her being like brave enough to even put that shit out there mm-hmm. because you know they're going to grind you up. The right. internet yeah. is ruthless. The internet waits. 
Like, literally. Like, yeah. the game seven tonight, it was people waiting for the Raptors to lose and the Sixers to lose. Like, just to get the memes and every. Literally, the Joel and B walked off crying. I saw motherfuckers, I need that Joel and B crying video. Like, that's the way it is. The internet yeah. waits for whatever the fuck the moment is. So, when Aisha Curry, who we don't like, who told us we was all hoes because we wasn't married and doing all this provocative shit, and. Your husband shoots everybody lights out. We don't like that shit. Like, we just don't fuck with y'all on the strength. When you come out and say this shit, it's literally like, wait, what? And motherfuckers, like, we did. I did it. The bravery is admirable, and then the anxiety is understandable. But no person outside of my immediate circle can contribute to my insecurities. Absolutely no one. That's a point that I want to make. Why, and, and everybody can chime in on this, why the need for outside approval about how her own, to yeah. validate her own self because we live on earth yeah. and that's kind of the way it works like I, just, me, I can't like relate to that if i get dressed and i walk to the living room and my cousin is sitting there if my cousin doesn't acknowledge me i'll be like do i look good and she'll tell me yeah so once i walk out the door i don't need for anyone else to acknowledge it my cousin gave me the okay okay you can go outside you know you're good here here I come world so I don't even need anyone else and it's the same like if I'm at home with a man and I, I walk out the room and I'm dressed and he's like damn you look good once I walk out the door nobody's compliments or insults are going to add to my insecurities or take away from my confidence because I got my validation at home at my for my sanctuary you know so once I step out into the world nobody is going to break me down because I'm already built up at home before I walk out so you know it's like well, you're just I'm amazing. Like that's not realistic. It's like, this is why people argue with strangers on Facebook. It's like the world we live in, people are, think about it. You ever watch a celebrity? Motherfuckers, there's 70,000 comments on a celebrity post, bigging them up, fire emojis. The one person to be like, man, this yeah, shit I is trash. A it's a mother, but it, that's reality. That's the earth. It's like. Yeah, like I've never, like I'm, I'm not that person. I'm not. I rarely even compliment people because to me it's like, what do you need my compliment? For? I don't even you think I'm not. I'm going. I'm going past. Know, so. I'm going past compliments. I'm talking about just life in general. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And so, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, so like I, I drive. I drive the bus. People no get on the bus every day. Or break me down. People get on the bus every day. They get on the bus. They have a cool bus ride. They swipe. They pass. They sit down. They get off. They go on about their business. When the bus goes past them. That's when they call in and complain. <laughs> motherfuckers don't get on. No motherfuckers don't call and be like, I had a great day on the day to, on the bus. The bus that, was on time. It's only the driver was polite. That's kind of the way the world works is like the, the, the something that's happens, it ticks you world. off and takes you over there. And I had a lady call me a rhinoceros head motherfucker one day on the bus. <laughs> I was spit on. I, I was pissed. <laughs> and I don't even know what it means, but I was pissed. That's kind of the way we are as human beings. That's it's like, everybody don't have a home beckon either. Like everybody don't have somebody telling them <laughs> those things and re, and reassuring them. And some people got family Why systems that we don't know that. I mean, we yeah. I was I was just about to say that. Realistically, it's like, we don't know that. Like we can. I only... think based off the response of her husband, I think we now know that. I mean, we, I don't get it fucked yeah. up. Steph's her. That's I'm her pretty dude. sure he. You know, he bakes her up. I'm pretty sure he says certain things to her. But at the end of the day. Some stuff be stemming from when you young. Remember, too. remember, we like low key thought that like Whitney and Bobby was a good relationship. <laughs> I never thought that. I mean, it looked good because I knew I knew Bobby was owing the JBM whole for whole kilos back in eighty seven. So be- like, Hove <laughs> cheated on Beyonce. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. like it always will look a certain I way, mean, and know. I think that's just life. 
we are perfectly fine right now. Yeah. Yesterday <laughs> was a shit show. <laughs> Yesterday was but like I, me. It, it's just the way the I world works. All of my flaws. I know all of my insecurities. So a person on this the girl's outside. Perfect. Who is this person? Dig, I'd say, a person <laughs> from on the outside of my immediate circle, my family, my loved ones. They can't make me feel any worse about myself. Like, I'm my own worst critic. So I'm familiar with my own insecurities and my own flaws. So you can't come and try to make me feel worse about them. I'm already, I already know what they are. My spouse know what they are. So, you know, like, if he's going to love me beyond that, your insults are not going to tear me down. Nor will your compliments build me up. Because if I allow your compliments to build me up, then your insults can tear me down just as easily. So I don't even give you that opportunity. You can say whatever the fuck you want to say about me. That shit doesn't mean anything to me. You're extremely like, centered. Nothing. I don't believe it, but yeah, I'm, I just I need to see who this person <laughs> is because I bet never see you arguing on Twitter with no because it's just that that's not no, realistic. You will never, you will never, no, never, you will never see me engage you. publicly or privately with nobody. Like that shit means absolutely nothing to me. Nothing. I won't. I won't acknowledge. I won't confront. I won't deny. I won't confirm anything. If something bothers me in the slightest, I will discuss it with my spouse. Chad knows because I discuss shit with him. And after he tells me his point, whether he say you're right or wrong, that's where it ends. Nobody else is going to tell me, oh, well, maybe you were a little bit more wrong. No. I have he a question. told me I was 100% wrong. He told me I was completely right. And that's where it ends. So how do you... So my question is, how do you how do you get how do you get your insecurities? Like, how, where does it come from? Then, if it doesn't come from like outside people, because we're our own worst critic. No, it doesn't. My insecurities come from things that I feel like I could be doing better, or you know, shortcomings and stuff like that. Things that um, maybe something I did that I expected a better result from, and I didn't get it. So I'm like, damn, let me reevaluate how I did this, how I approached the situation, and so that can create an insecurity. That's me being an overachiever. But it's not because somebody on the outside felt like I should have reached a higher uh, mark. I don't give a fuck what y'all think I should reach. Not that somebody because else a higher would think that you should reach a higher might mark. Be a low mark. So you hold yourself to a certain. My thing is, if you hold yourself to a, exactly. a standard, right? What creates mm-hmm. that standard? Me in my mind and how I view myself and how I want my life to be, the type of person I be, I want to be the type of person I strive to be, the type of mother I strive to be. I set my own bar like, okay, I want to do X, Y, Z. And if I don't do that, I'm going to beat myself up. But nobody on the outside is going to come and tell me, well, you should be doing this different. No, this is my life. You're not going to dictate, you know, what I should be doing to better myself or what you know, taken away from me. Nobody's going to dictate that because nobody doesn't have to live my life. I think I'm, I think I'm speaking solely from a generic standpoint because I hear people say shit like I got, I had to get off Instagram because I was sick of seeing this. You know what I'm saying? Or I had to get off Twitter because the negativity was taken. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like all these different oh, things. I've been there yeah, with, the Twitter I, I, shit. with so, Instagram. I did the same thing. So I've seen that. Like I've had like, I've had women tell me who like have businesses and make money and do all the shit. Like I had to stop, seeing xyz every day because you go it's the highlight rule i say you see a motherfucker with eight maseratis and 19 fucking automars you just like oh this i'm not doing it you know what i'm saying it's like and i think insecurities and all these different things come from anything yeah that's what like me with the whole uh, i had a friend i had a friend tell me you you wear birkin bags but you don't have a bus down you wear an apple watch you can't be wearing an apple watch with a birkin but she can't even afford a Birkin, but she has multiple bus downs. 
Like, you can't tell me what I can wear. Yes, I will wear my freaking bag, and I will travel around the world, and I will wear my plain Jane fucking Apple Watch. Like, and I don't even want to bust down. Like, I'm going to value the plain Jane more. As soon as they drill them fucking holes to put the diamonds in, you, you depreciate their value. Like, don't tell me what I can and can't do. Like, this is my show, and I'm in charge. If my guy is okay with me wearing an Apple Watch, your opinion of me doesn't matter. Anything else, secret caller? <laughs> no, stop calling me a secret <laughs> caller. Talk to you later. All Thank right, you yeah, for we'll calling. We'll talk to you later. All right, thanks. All right. That sounded like the reef last night. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> like, sometimes I just disconnect and I just, you know. I mean, but you got to realize this is a, a independently wealthy person that you're speaking to. Um, None of that shit means anything. And I honestly, like hearing that, like hearing that talk, I can see where certain people were going into the whole. Like Aisha is technically filthy rich. Yeah. She's married to a filthy rich person. Mm-hmm. She's a filthy. They're a filthy rich couple. They're filthy rich. Yeah. He has 200 from the A, 100 from Under Armour. He's filthy rich. And I can see where people like it ain't even about no money. No, because I, I I'm not thinking about bus downs or burger. Like I wasn't even thinking that shit. So I'm just like, how did we get here? Well, because she's talking about people trying to impart their own standard on you and feel like, oh, you're not doing enough because you have X Y Z, and that's a lifestyle thing. But that's material shit. I get it, but people will people will this is not her saying it. This is what somebody else is coming to her saying. People will equate what you have to a certain like, oh, you're doing XYZ in life because you have this, that, or the third. My question was about but that the was whole the same insecurity. Thing, though. Yeah. My question about the insecurity was how do you like how she said about putting herself to a certain standard. A lot of times, like my standard for some of the things I do in life isn't because of me. I didn't create it. It's I look at other women who I who I look up to, like my mom, my aunts, and I look at what they've done and I'm like, I strive to be like them or better. And I see where they made mistakes. Me and my mom have conversations, me and my aunts, my grandmom, what they could have done differently, what they wish they would have invested more time into, whether it be like learning about finance or whatever it is. That's where I set my standards. So my thing is, when you're not living up to a certain thing, and you and you get an insecurity because of it, it had to come from somewhere. You didn't just create an insecurity. No, because I'm my, all my secure, all my shit is self created. I promise you. Well, you create all my because 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 I look at because I look at I look at my family and I don't feel like no disrespect to my family, none of them have achieved enough. But it might and a not lot be of them family. have made fucked up mistakes to where it's like you know what. Watch the fucking but do deck you learn with everybody. From but do you learn from the mistakes that you? That's what I'm saying. You watch the world, but they're not you. my standard. Can what I, I'm saying is, it's not. I, they're not my standard. Can I, can I speak? Because they didn't do enough, they're not my standard. I'm like, no, I'm trying to they do are, some whole they, other shit. But they set a level I, for you, I, so but you it's say a low level. But then, if, you, if I if I shot to their level, I wouldn't accomplish shit. But that's what I'm saying. You set the low. That, they're the low ground, and you're like, okay, now I'm gonna go here because I need to go a thousand times higher than that. <laughs> I feel I, I I respect everything everybody was saying, but I I I can speak on me. Uh, insecurity can come from anywhere. 
it is not a a generic it's not a cookie cutter right. it's an insecurity so it's like it's not a they can only come from this place or that place that doesn't make any fucking sense because, no but it does though because me, no but hear me hear I me just out finish. i went I, I went just let me finish. I, went, I went broke in 2013 because uh-huh. of shit that i did right not nothing that nobody else did so i had to fix me nobody else was in a position to help me or do i had to fix me so my standard but that's of living, not an insecurity why is it if I if I don't if, if if I don't fucking have enough money to to pay my bills I'm insecure as a motherfucker that is an insecurity. No, I think we I think we're like I think we're talking about two different things though. I, I don't no, even think it, we're on the all, same. No, it's all interrelated. Listen, to what I'm saying, like me wanting to get into the MMA and the jujitsu, right? So I'm like I've been watching a lot more jujitsu shit. I've been watching a lot of shit on YouTube, following a lot of different pages. So I'm like looking at like a MMA page the other day, right? And like watching like the flying knees and hurt like all of these different things where I'm just like, I'm never going to be able to do this shit. You know what I'm saying? And it's like that fast you can get down on yourself from seeing something. Do that make any sense? Yeah, but that's not a lasting insecurity. It's, it might not be, or it could be. That's a moment. Let me talk. Nick Anderson missed four foul shots in playoff crunch time. Nick Anderson said himself missing those four foul shots fucked up my career. Nick Anderson said that. Right, but that's an action. That's not a thought. But it's you become it insecure. It fucks with your mind. And that has nothing to do with... Nick Anderson still is filthy rich. He still was making NBA yeah. money. That's what I mean. Like an insecurity or an anxiety to like how we talked about yesterday with Steph Curry. I mean, we talked about it before the game started. When the game was on the line the other day, Steph Curry literally... When Chris Paul hit the runner, James Harden hit the three, Chris... Curry was catching the ball coming out the net, kicking it to Iggy so Iggy could hurry up and get it back into, into play for him so yeah. he could get fouled and go to the line. In that situation, I told you, Bron's on the other side of the court. Bron don't want nothing to do with a yeah. foul shot when the game on the line. Even when they won the championship, when Draymond fouled him and LeBron did the whole <laughs> wrist bullshit and yeah. went to the line, when he missed that first three, Mark Jackson like, all right, you missed the first one? Cool. You got to make the second one. And LeBron, when he, he rattled in the second one, he turned around and like, we up four, one stop. We really about yeah. to win. Like, Bron don't want none of that. Not no but foul it, shots. But is that an insecurity yes. or is it self-awareness? No, it's being insecure and having anxiety. And having self-doubt. It's, that, it's, but it's also something to be said for knowing what you're good at and what you're not good at. Because we got a whole generation of internet entrepreneurs that ain't good at shit. No, but I, they I, still fucking doing whatever the fuck they want to do. The, and it's fucking up the marketplace. The way that I felt, I feel what you're saying. All I'm saying is oh, I can understand that. I know for me. For me personally, yeah. like realistically, I just keep it a bean with you. Like you talked about you going broke. I was 500 pounds. My doctor told me I was going to die in six years. And all I could think about was how people are going to look at me if I do decide to have a weight loss surgery. Yeah. That was it. As dumb as that fucking sounds, yeah. that's all I could think about. Till I really had to sit there and like, fuck y'all. You know, they're still literally my homie hit me the other day was like she was at her job and a motherfucker. She's like on Instagram and like he was on Instagram and a motherfucker who don't know me and don't even know her. Just like, yeah, I heard the boy Matt made me sick, had weight loss surgery. She like, what the fuck are you talking? She hit me like it was just like weird as fuck. But that's really how we are. And I dealt with that shit for the like, she know, I put that shit off for like two years. No bullshit. Like to the point where my doctor was just like, bruh. Your heart isn't beating right. And I'm just like, I didn't want to say it, but it's just like, uh, whatever. But in the back of my mind, it's like, I don't want to be looked at like this. I don't want to be judged. And it just, you get to the point where you're just like, fuck 
all of y'all eat eleven dicks. Yeah, so well, well, but, I'm, I'm, to but I'm speaking to uh, to the point of somebody who's already reached that point six years ago. Who me? Oh no, no. I'm speaking from the perspective of somebody who already I, reached that. I, I don't give a fuck with nobody. Right, but I think we're. That's why I told you eight minutes ago. We're talking about two mm-hmm. different things. Right. I'm solely on the point where I think an anxiety or an insecurity can come from anywhere. anywhere. Oh, I agree. So now, peep this. I have the surgery. I work out a lot more. I'm way more active. You see the muscle I'm putting on. I'm, yeah. You know what the question I get now from people? What's the question I get now? I don't know. You got skin issues? You you going to have skin? You, you oh, skin. no, because somebody asked me that about you. Crazy, right? Yeah. So that's all I get now. And you know what it's made me do now? What do I do? Yeah. Talk I, about it all the time. To the, and it don't, it's not even an issue. But in my mind, it's like... I wonder if I'm I have a take, I could take a little plastic surgery over here. I <laughs> yeah. Could, yeah, and and you you hear these things yeah. over and over and over to the point where you're you I wake question up, yourself. You I'm not it. even thinking about the shit. Yeah. I'm going to the gym and then going to fucking Chipotle. I'm not thinking about yeah. the shit. But you come out the gym, somebody see you, damn, did somebody today stop me? It was like, yo, you really like slimming up. Is the skin an issue? I'm just like, Jesus Christ. Like, you motherfucker. <laughs> so it's like an insecurity or an anxiety, and I don't I don't necessarily feel like I have an anxiety over it. I yeah. mean, I'm not fucking 50 cents, so I'm never going to be on that anyway. But I don't necessarily think I have an anxiety of it. I, and I don't really think I'm insecure. But I can see where somebody might, you know what I'm saying? I, oh, no. I understand the point of that acknowledging what you're saying as far as the in, in, uh, insecurity. So or, we it all, can come from anywhere. So, I'm in agreement on that. I'm just saying for somebody like me or for somebody like the person that we just were speaking to, you may just be on another plane to where you just like, you block out all outside influence. You just don't give a fuck. Like to me, Kobe don't give a fuck. And he's just one of them. He, he went out he, uh, in the face of undying criticism. He shoot too much. He this and that. He a ball hog. Da, 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 da. You know what that motherfucker did? He went out there and won. T- he can't win it without Shaq. He won two championships without Shaq. He's the first player to average 35 points outside of Michael Jordan. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you got to really not give a fuck in, in, in certain instances in order to truly be great and to reach your ultimate potential. I'm I'm not. I, I, yeah, I think it's just y'all just are making two different. Yeah, because honestly, I don't even have a response because I'm I'm not really arguing that. All I was simply saying was to say that an insecurity or an anxiety can only come from this place. No, it can't. It can only come, come from, from anywhere. From That's insane. Yeah, no, because you yeah. could literally you could watch a TV show over and over and over and develop a. People who go and build bunkers under their house. Mm-hmm. They've been watching documentaries and shit left and right. When Y2K was happening, my dad had like this many packs of batteries. It's like that's 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 the way it happens. Yeah, it's repetitive. Like, you see something enough or hear something enough. Like how they literally tried to pin Marilyn Manson's music on school shootings or Eminem's music on men killing their girlfriend. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or like so. Uh, 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 anxiety or insecurity can literally come from anywhere. I hope my example made enough sense yeah. to the listeners and shit because you can literally develop them from perfect example. Today is Mother's Day. My mother told me years ago, God rest her soul, she would tell me all the time, never ask a woman when she's having kids 
And on Mother's Day, don't just go up to random women telling them happy, happy Mother's, Mother's Day. Day. You don't know if that woman just had a miscarriage. You don't know if her son got killed in a car. You don't know what you're walking into. And on the flip side, asking a woman, when she, when you going to have some kids? You don't know if she's able to have kids. You you just mm-hmm. don't know. So don't it's know like she had an abortion recently. Right. So it's just you really don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but, but, yeah, like the— uh, the Aisha situation for me, that and that's, I guess, putting a bone on the whole situation. Yeah. When I first heard it, my, me as a man, I'm just like, oh, this is fucking tripping. I, I'm looking at her. Well, we eating. I'm just like, what the fuck she thinking over there? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that's just how that's you... Because you want, thought she wanted just... She wanted negative men... men right. And no that attention. just being a man. Then when I sat and really thought about having an insecurity or having an anxiety and just understanding that... It ain't really no safe place to put that out there. And then for me, it was like, I can understand. I can I can rock with with what she's saying. Well, where she was going with it. Right. It was what she said and the and the manner in which she said it. And then also the, the fact the, the also the fact that none of us watched the goddamn show. No. Of course so not. it's just the clip. Yeah. And it's just like. God damn, what she what she want like she want fuck other niggas, goddamn stuff. And that's kind of how we ran with it. So for me, I again, I'm yeah. 35 this year. It's like I have enough wherewithal to be able to be like, all right, let me try to look at this from a different So that's where it's like I asked her and we started going at it. Yeah. So we went to talk for a couple days about the shit. Yeah. And it's just like then it started to like click for me because I stopped looking at the Part of where she says, I want male attention and started looking at the part of I have anxieties. There's something wrong with me because I'm insecure about this and the third. And it made me start thinking about just like shit I've felt and gone through with like just like my mother dying when I was 17. I was like when my pop got remarried, it was just certain things I was just like. I kind of wanted a, a older woman's perspective on, but I just didn't want to have that conversation with my stepmom. Like I was telling her, me and my stepmom had like a beautiful conversation the other day, and it was like the first time we've really ever done that. Yeah, my pop been married to her for fifteen years, and you know he's going through his situation right now with his health and whatnot. And like me and her just had like a talk, like on yeah. some. I told her it was like it was almost like I was her son and she was my mom, yeah. and it really had me like sitting there like. Damn, I was my mom. This. Yeah, because I don't, you know, yeah. so you just be insecure about talking to an older woman about where my life is going with this or where I'm going with this or what I'm trying to do with this or this, that, and the third. So uh, insecurity or anxiety can literally, that shit can come from up under the table. You yeah, don't know agree. where that's going to come from. But my whole thing with Aisha Curry was I get what she's saying or what she was trying to say about how she feels about herself. Yes. The part that through me was I don't get no male attention and it was like sis you that this ain't what you want you told us to not <laughs> fuck with you in that yeah. light you know what I'm saying and she probably don't really know and understand what the male attention is out here in the old days either because like, she's been with him so long I'll ask you since you're a woman is there a such thing as positive male attention from from men you don't know yes as long as it's not some men get besides themselves. Like most men get yeah, beside most them. most men. I, I say it's probably. I say it's probably. What's the ratio? I'm gonna say maybe 80, 20, 85, 15. Most like, men do. That's nice. I wasn't thinking that. Huh? Most men do get beside themselves, but at the same time, I feel like there's a lot of men who are just genuine and they'll say what they say and they'll keep it pushing. Right. Because there's people who are married men that don't really want. None, they just you look nice. You got a nice smile. Like. 
I told you, um, never mind. Cause you told, <laughs> but I remember I told you Mark Hill was like, oh, you got a nice smile. And I was like, oh, thanks. And he just walked off. Who? It was Remember I told you Mark Hill came into the airport and he was like, oh, you oh, got yeah, a nice smile. Oh, yeah, I was supposed to rumble him off of that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was supposed to Mark Lamont. Something. Mark Lamont Hill. Yeah. Dr. Mark Lamont yeah, Hill. Yeah. Yeah. But he just said it and like kept putting, he wasn't on no creepy, like, yeah. he just said it and kept it moving and went about his, I, I don't know where he was going. We didn't have a conversation, nothing. Right. It was just that and, so it's like when somebody does You know, almost had to beat Rick Pop up over a little slick ass comment and shit. Pop be out of pocket. Sometimes. Rick Pop be drawling. <laughs> Big Ricky be out Big of pocket. Big Ricky be drawling. <laughs> and he, the cookout? Nah. Remember at the at the depot? We all threw the paper towel? That was when I threw the paper towel Reeves. No. Oh. The um R.I.P. Reeves. The um You don't I'll tell you off it. <laughs> That's throwing paper towels at people. Yeah. I, threw, I threw a roll of paper towel at some. Uh, I, I used to be wilding in my depot, but um, yeah, no, nah, I, I feel like men just in general went to just the way we heard her say it was like it was like her. Oh, you went that DM to, to get to get. Yeah, it was, it was like a it was like a me. record scratching moment. Like her, her, like wait a minute, what? But you know, I wanted to understand where she was coming from so bad. I've talked to like every woman in my life. Every woman I know, I've asked about this. What do you think about the... Some of them was like, oh, you know, I don't give a fuck, whatever. You know, average young bitch shit. Oh, I don't give a fuck about that shit. Uh, then, like, you know, you talk to other people, and they like, no, but what she really meant. And I'm like, yo, just to play devil's advocate, you do know men are retarded. Like, in the majority of us aren't able to be... Uh, and aren't able to decipher what mm -hmm. you meant. Like men will live with a woman for 15 years and not be able to read through the lines and understand when, what she meant versus what she said and shit like that. Yeah. So us seeing it on the internet or on television is like, this bitch bugging, you know what yeah. I'm saying? When it's actually more layers to it and it's more it of a no conversation to be had. To kind of like say, what do you mean by that? For her to go into, you talking to women, so women, we automatically get it. So there was like no need for her to. It really was no pause break. It just kept Yeah, going. it was no need for her to explain because when you hear that as a woman, you just get it. Yeah. And I don't think men just get it because y'all just think completely different And it's why Ra kind of understood it. From Remember, the rip. From the rip. Ra, Ra, like, we was going at it with Ra the other day. <laughs> like, get the fuck out of here, Ra. Yeah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> but Ra really understood it from Jump Street. He was like breaking it down for us. Like, same exact shit like yo yeah. you've been with somebody since you a teenager and you're on a tip where it's like am i am i do i even still look nice to people yeah. you know because you just you you and got three kids in it's like damn do i still do what i still she, what got she it? wanted to say was i really want my husband to break in the house with a ski mask on and right. fuck me in the kitchen Pretty but much. she's a christian woman she can't say that so now it's like oh well he's getting all so it's like a deflection or whatever to mm -hmm. the conversation when in reality she just wants the attention of her husband in a more ramped up probably aggressive manner she probably didn't seen 50 shades of <laughs> whatever eight times it's like damn like I ain't never been tied up and had him play which hole feel the best. What's going on here? Then the other What's thing the is, men a lot of times, like I even had a conversation with him, is that y'all be giving us little bullshit comments. They be like, oh, you look nice today. Then he see a chick outside be like, damn, she right. look good. Her ass fat. And they be like, you don't do all that when you talking to me. You giving right. me a compliment, it be subtle as shit. But then when you give Don't cheat me on the compliments. She's full of shit. <laughs> she see asses and she react to it. I mean, I like asses, but I'm talking about you. <laughs> The and chick how, last night in the restaurant had her ass all worked on. It's like, and it, she noticed it before I did. It's like, that's just. But when he see a chick, he'll be like, oh, yeah, titties in Like, he makes so many comments. He literally makes a thing about talking about these features. Right. But then when he say, oh, you look nice, 
It'd be like, like no, nigga, back, back the car. <laughs> <laughs> back but the then car. when a guy, a guy on the street, when he give you a compliment, it'd be like, it'd be some oomph behind the production it. beating. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So step up right. your production value, and then he it. and he need a place to stay. <laughs> it's like that's what the fuck be going on. But yeah, no, nah, it's like I, I, I got the uh, the insecurity gist of it. I got that. I got that from the rip. I just felt like, you know, I'm a stickler for, like, word choice and, like, using the right words. And, like, people that I talk to in a regular, I'd be like, yo, no. What you meant was that, like, I'm a, like, you, because somebody else that's not, that's outside your comfort zone not going to mm-hmm. give you the benefit of the doubt or right. a second chance to say the right shit. So it's like, we got to, you know, mean what we say and say what we mean. We had a whole generation of women telling us I said what I said and can't effectively communicate. Remember right. the night we was arguing and I was like, I'm done. I'll holler at y'all tomorrow. Like, fuck you, man. you holler at me tomorrow. <laughs> Talk to me now. I woke up and had a voice that <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. Don't tell me what the fuck you mean. You <laughs> Fuck that. Yo, that's real shit, though. <laughs> but y'all got anything else y'all want to add to it? No, I'm done with this. I, put, I think we put a nice bow on this. You got any closing remarks about this situation? No, pretty much just. This actually didn't go as bad as I thought it would. <laughs> Matt has so much anxiety about this wow. shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's so weird. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I I think we've touched all points. Yeah, different uh, opinions. We had you, me, her, and um, mystery guest. Mystery guest one. Uh, I'm done with it. Yeah, I'm 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 done with it. I just think that you know. Uh, I'm done with it, but. In relationships, just in general, like, you know, I think the first line of communication has to be with your partner. Who's to say that she did or didn't already communicate this to him, but that the presence of that clip made it look like she didn't or whatever like that. But in him backing her up the way that he did, it's obvious that this is not a new conversation. Mm-hmm. They've had the conversation before. And in that particular position, what is he supposed to do? He's supposed to back your wife. Right. So. All right. People, relationships are tricky because... Like, I, excuse me, I'm never going to someone for, like, relationship advice because there's no cookie-cutter way to do. Yeah. Like, the whole Will and Jada being swingers. Yeah. If they are, that shit work for them. Working like a motherfucker. I necessarily <laughs> don't want to watch her get pounded out. <laughs> I, I just, that's just me. I'm I'm cool on that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There, there's different. There are couples who smoke crack together. That's what keeps them. That's their bond. That's time. their bond. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's really no. It's like she no, cause she she did like she go out. Motherfuckers is legit hitting me. Yeah, you know Lee. That's just so annoying. You know, yo, you know Lee. Yo, I just seen right. Lee, and I'd be like, yeah, I know. Oh damn, you know she just out. And I'm like, like, I'm not in the She's dope. a human. She has free will. Like, people don't dig it. You know what our best nights be? When I drop her off downtown with her friends and I go to Sugar House. The most lit fucking right. nights ever. She go drink, party, do whatever. I'm in the casino. I'm playing poker. And we chilling. It's good. It's cool. Because I don't do the club shit. You yeah. know. You've seen her in the club. Yeah. I, I don't do it. It's just not my thing. But I'll meet y'all. And I hop something <laughs> later. I'm going to go play some fucking poker. So it's like it ain't no real right or wrong way to do a relationship. Yeah, literally, yeah. every relationship is different. My grandfather, you know, one of the pieces of advice that stuck with me that he gave me a long time ago was the only thing that makes one woman different versus the other is how you feel about her. And ultimately, you can't have nobody police your relationship. Like, 
People will tell you how to do this and what makes this, and the whole time they don't have nobody. No. Mm-hmm. Ain't never had nobody. Be married for a week. <laughs> Real shit. Motherfuckers will tell you what they not doing and what they won't go put up with, and the whole time they, they putting up with it. Yep. Yeah. And buying a nigga jeans. Because they projecting. People people will pro, people will give advice and project. That's why they, they consider your source in writing. And yeah. They say consider your source mm-hmm. because it's like, yo, where is this information coming from? Is this somebody that's, you know, being sincere, did the, did the homework, did the research, and is putting forth this information? Or is this somebody with an agenda that's trying to project some right. shit that they, the way they want to You also got to understand. And everything don't work for everybody. Too. Like what work for you may not work for him. You also got to understand may not work for you. who you talking to. Like you just said, when it come to wherever the fuck you going for anything, like you, like when they started the whole situation it was like we need we want to talk to Chad because we want to get the LLC. That makes total sense. Yeah. I know you know that. All right, I'm a link y'all. Boom boom yeah. boom, y'all figure it out. But like for me, if I want to start a business or if I want to go into putting together my birthday party, whatever the fuck it is, I can speak to you. Yeah. I know this, but. If I'm a sugar house and I got pocket fives in the cutoff and get a fucking three bed on the fucking flop, it, you gonna be like, what? Fuck you calling me? For? <laughs> you know what I'm you, saying? You worse off than I thought you was. I, I can't add, but like leak, I can hit leak and yeah. literally, he's instantly gonna be like, well, where was his stack at? Where, you know, where, where was he at at the table? Was he hot? Was he cold? Was he running good? Was he fucking on tilt? Was he? You know, like he's just gonna understand what it is. Mm-hmm. And then we had me and leak will literally talk for an hour about two hands of fucking poker. That's right. just the way we are. So. It's it's like, yeah, you have to understand where you're going and, and who, who you're talking, talking to, to mm-hmm. when sure. it comes to all of this shit. But like I said, to put a bow on it, Aisha's married. She's worth 400 with her husband. Whatever her part of 400 is. You know, if she <laughs> if she wants to have people look at her in a certain light, she got to stop. Do you, she, do you see her last post on Instagram? She cut up vegetables to make it look like they were riding a vegetable train. <laughs> and I'm like, this 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 ain't getting the dick on. <laughs> I'm on sauces. <laughs> like, this ain't it. Hey, but it's be like, the bearer of bad news. I was like, you want this attention and this, you know, and it ain't uh, me personally, I I don't trip off of none of that shit because uh, I just ain't got the time. You know, yeah. again, I got pocket fives in the cutoff. <laughs> <laughs> I got other shit to worry about over here. It's like I, I don't trip off of that shit. Whatever it is to make you tick and make you happy and, you know, do it, achieve yeah. it, get it. You know what I'm saying? But it's like she going to be better off tomorrow than we all are. Right. Better off today than we are tomorrow. And she's still going to be cutting <laughs> up vegetables and making it look like they're on a vegetable train. And, you know, it's like, it. you know, the Internet and social media and the uh, pop culture, shade room, baller alert. I hate them fucking sites, by the way. Yo, did y'all see uh, like the 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 all the like little nigger media outlets <laughs> are like trying to like drive a wedge in between like Kim Kardashian and her legal oh, team? Oh, yeah, they hate it. They absolutely hate it. Yeah, like they're doing all of these like slant. Uh, even the even though the, they're doing like all these slanted um, reportings like, on reportings it. on it, and basically trying to make it seem like I'm, can I because the I, legal I, team I, is revolting against her. I actually read the whole breakdown. Did you see it? Mm-hmm. I actually saw it and read the whole joint. So basically, it's two black lawyers, mm-hmm. right? It's two women. They basically left their law firms and basically were stri- trying to start a. Almost like a nonprofit situation, like a fun. Like a, yeah. like a fun. They were trying to do basically help people who have long or life sentences for nonviolent drug crimes. In a lot of situations, it's weed. And in a lot of these states and counties, the weed now is legal. So they're trying to, like, overturn all these different joints. So they basically were going about this and getting no funding from anywhere. Kim Kardashian steps in and she's helped fund them now 
for I think they freed 17 people in so the last far. like 30 days or something. Like yeah, that. they freed like 17 people and people give Kim Kardashian credit because it's Kim Kardashian. She right. has 140 million Instagram followers and is the queen of reality television. So they give the credit to Kim Kardashian and now the baller alerts all these different sites. Gravity and gossip. It's like basically Oh, the the basically made it seem like the the two women who were actually doing the legal work was like, man, we like, tired of this bitch taking yeah, the credit. Taking the credit, okay. but it was it wasn't was, that. That wasn't what they said or were. <laughs> they even were like bigging her up because they were like, we couldn't get funding from anywhere yeah. for this shit. You know, what and I'm saying? and everything that Kim posted about the seventeen people getting freed at all, she thanked the legal. The first thing she did was thank the legal team, but people's Making hatred and bias against her. Are just like trying to drive a wedge in between them, and that's just honestly that goes back to the whole Aisha situation. Because honestly, if Lala would have said that, no one would have got upset. Not at all. Like, Car- all right, Carmelo cheat on you and pull up for seventeen footers. Cool, we feel you, sis. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Fuck that nigga. S- seriously, if Gabrielle Union would have said it, it's like, all right, Dwayne Wade got all the bullshit with his BM and all the bu- you know whatever, whatever. He paint his toenails black. Cool, we understand you, sis. Whatever. But it's like Aisha, who we kind of don't feel, and then you got like the quintessential perfect man. You got, you got uh, fuck out of here. Married to a uh, Cliff Huxtable, with, right? Without you the know drugs. what I'm saying? It's exactly. So it's like people just for as much as people love Kim Kardashian for the sex tape and the reality show and all the glam and all that yeah. shit, they can't stand Kim yeah, Kardashian. And the thing, and the, the, the weird conundrum about it is, for years the big joke was. What does she do? What do the Kardashians do? Now she's out here really like doing life changing work, and people like that bitch ain't no lawyer, duh, motherfucker. Like, no, she's not a lawyer. The crazy part is, it's so many chicks who literally do nothing. Nothing. Like, I mean, like nothing. Like, I'm not even trying to be funny. Like the chicks that host parties and all. That's it. Like. They do nothing. She Herbo's baby mom went on Instagram and told us he beat her to death and she hosted a party the same night with shades on. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a whole generation of women that do nothing but cause nonsense on social media and host parties. They literally. And this woman out here changing people's lives. Right. My thing be when they be hosting the parties, like, what do they be doing? All the videos I see them, they just be standing there. Turning up. Shaking their weave. That's 30 inches. Twerking. Back and forth. It's nonsense. It's a whole industry built on nonsense, and I'm a purveyor of it. I'm part of it. Yeah. You know I'm good on all that <laughs> like, shit. But, yeah, nah, it's, it's, it's wild to me just how people—I think that's just the way culture goes. We pick and choose. For sure. I think Carl—I think Carl said that. We talked about the—sometimes uh, the messenger is more important than the message. Yeah. I know you say that a yeah, lot. Yeah, I but said I, it a lot. Me and Carl—when Carl was up here, Carl had something he said that was on them lines. I can't remember the like verbatim what he said. But it's like, no, nah, yeah, like we pick and choose— who it is we like and who it is we don't like. It's like, oh, nigga, you trying to kick knowledge? Fuck out of here, nigga. Right. Say somebody else come say the same thing. Right. Oh, damn, my nigga, why you ain't been told me? Right. You know what I mean? And it's, it's we, like Dame Dash when it comes to Harvey Weinstein. Dame, like I told y'all. Yeah. I've been told y'all. Fucking, what's the name? Wood Harris went on Vlad and was like, yeah, Dame fucked everything up because he was going at Harvey Weinstein and blah, blah, blah. It's like, dog, this fucking, uh, this interview aged like dog shit. Right. Like, this looks awful. 
Dame, Dame was on the right side of history. Dame like no, Dame like no. I've been told y'all. Like yeah. I've been said this shit about him. He's a piece of shit. I've been on this fucking angle, and y'all just didn't want to listen. It's like all right, cool. They went it, and started a company with him. <laughs> right, Jay was. I think did the Khalif Browder joint with him. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like no, that happens a lot. So there, you get to the point where like Nicki Minaj, there's nothing you can do. It's over. You just got to go sit down. There's yep. nothing you. They, they're not gonna let you have it. You just nothing. It's one of them yeah, things. The game did. will sit you down. Nikki put Nikki put out the uh, Tatiana remix. Everybody roasted her. Then Cardi verse was essentially like the same nonsense, yeah. and everybody loved the shit. It's just the way it goes. I'm like this is a, this is an equal level of nonsense. Yeah, I hate it's, it's both Cardi's of these. time right now, so yeah. everybody on her. Sometimes you got the other chick is like getting huge. Oh, Megan, Megan the Stallion. The Stallion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I'm good on all that shit. <laughs> he but, hate when I put her on the car. Yo, I'm good on all that shit. But, like, no, really, it's just, it's the way it go. Like, people pick and choose yeah. who they like. And I I don't know why our culture is like, I get, I don't know if it's the fact that she's with Kanye or was with Reggie Bush. I, I have, I don't know. But just Kim is just not, you know. She's felling out. She's she's out of favor, to I don't say know. the least. I remember motherfucker was like, you, you, you really think Kim Kardashian bad? I'm like, uh, do yeah. your eyes work? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. it was like, yes. Like, she looks fucking great. But yeah, I saw that shit the other day, and I was just like, it, it's just. And then I actually read the story, and I, that's another thing we don't do is like read the. Like, actual. click the link and open the story. Who got time for that shit? Yeah, especially when it be like more, and you got to go to the website to read the rest. Of it. No <laughs> one's doing it. Yeah, no nah, one's going we, to the we, website to read. But it's it. gonna take me out of my Twitter browser. No, I'm not doing it. Yeah. Um. I have to pay a subscription fee for this? Yeah, like, we good on that. I got to pay for news? Who pays for news? Um, We we, we got to give the Rockets all the... Y'all y'all got to be oh, man. Uh, y'all weird for the week. Has to be. We, we ain't done a y'all weird in a minute. They deserved it. They the, earned it. We held it for the right time. But the Rockets have easily... Y'all won y'all weird of 2019. Yo, I can't wait for first take tomorrow. Like I'm, I actually don't watch first take. I, I, watch, I watch the clips on the internet. I watch Skip and Shannon. I can't watch them no more. I fucks with Shannon. Shannon's full of shit. Man. I like Shannon. Shannon's though. so biased. He can't even hide the shit. I guess it's because all his biases are along <laughs> with my biases. So it's like, it's cool. like yo, he's so biased. Like Shannon was on there hating on Kobe one day. I stopped watching that shit, man. I can't. I can't well, do it. Skip hates on Kobe too. So it's like you know that's just kind of one of them things. I like Max Kellerman. I for me, I can't fuck with Steven. Max a. drove me crazy last week. You know, Max said that Kawhi was more clutch than Kobe. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, and I'm a Kobe fan. It, it's it's gonna come a, like I, LeBron's more clutch than Kobe. No, for sure. So, but LeBron's a, but here the things that Max was referencing was like, oh, Kawhi's a Finals MVP. I'm like, Kobe's a two time Finals MVP. And, and Stephen A. is like, listen, Jay Williams walked off the set. He said, I can't have this kind. Con- He's like, this is I can't have this conversation. Like, you can't tell me this. He said, you can't say. That is like at the same point where Kawhi is now, Kobe was already like a three or four time champion or some shit like that. He's like, bro, you can't just go by the last two minute report or the last four minute report or whatever like that. There are pivotal moments in the game where I've seen Kobe hit clutch shots to change the complexion of a game or fucking make a lob to Shaq against Portland and they fucking, you know what I'm saying? And it changes the, I'm, and it I'm, crushes I'm the not, whole momentum. I'm not agreeing like with Max Kellerman, but Taylor knows. Just us, she was with just us watching this game seven. Kawhi scored like their last, I think, 13, 14 points or yeah. some shit like that. And he does it on the offensive end and the defensive end. Kobe did too. I'm he did, but <laughs> it was a, a you, miraculous watch, you, you ever defender. see that John with like Kawhi like 
blocked. He scored the 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 go oh, ahead sure. on Harden and yeah. then ripped the ball yeah. from like. I'm not saying he's more clutch than Kobe. That's I'm not going into that. All I'm saying is. There's going to come a time when the nostalgia has to leave and you have to just accept that, like, certain things are just going to be better. Oh, and uh, I'm a futurist. I'm cool with it. But I'm just saying for right now, that's like an absurd. What year is this me. for Kawhi? This is what? He came seven? out in seven or eight. No, not in seven. I said this is seventh or eighth season. Yes, yeah, I'm saying seven or eight seasons. Oh, I thought you were saying he came out in 2007. No, 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 like, no, 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 hell no. This is like his when did Kawhi come out, T? He's out there rewatching the Sixers of Lost Crime. <laughs> 2011. 2011. That's what I figured. So this is his this is eighth, eighth season. season. Yeah, so eight seasons with Kobe, 96-04. Figured they were three championships yeah. then. I mean, granted, it was he wasn't like Kobe yet. He was still number eight. But he had that series against Indiana where you had Reggie Miller and he took over that fucking series. I'm no, I'm, Shaq, I'm, I'm, no, no, I'm saying, but I'm just saying it's like certain. It's like there's a, a there's a whole movement, and you we've talked about this on the internet to like erase Kobe from like the annals of history. What and I, I don't understand what the why. I, what, of it. what I think the the because uh, I I've had to like do it in in recent memory. There was a time period where I had Jadakiss in like my top ten rappers. There was a time period where. I honestly thought Kiss albums were like gonna stand the test of time. Like you and Rod had this combo. <laughs> I remember when like Kiss the Game Goodbye came out, I thought it was like the greatest album ever. And yeah. I look back on it now, it was it's just like trash. It's not trash, but it's just it not great. It's just not a great yeah. timeless album. Yeah. And what it is for me though is I can remember walking into Fye and buying. You remember the, album. the moments surrounding like, it. Every I remember riding in my dad's van with my mom and my sisters, and me listening to that shit in my headphones, like. I, you know, the nostalgic joint. Yeah. Like, even AI. Like, it just had to come to a point where it's just like, if AI was playing now, he, he'd he he'd get cooked. He'd have so much trouble every night. Yeah. Because all of these point guards are faster, bigger, and stronger, and shoot better. It's just what it is. Yeah. Steph Curry shoots way better than Allen Iverson. Damian Lillard shoots way better than Allen Iverson. Kyrie Irving's handles are out of this world compared yeah. to what Allen— It's just what it is. If The way Allen Iverson was, like, amazing, everyone plays like that. Yeah. It's just what it is. And people more so sit on a nostalgic, like, pedestal yeah. and be like, nothing can be as good as my era. Nothing can be as good as my era. Yeah. When in reality, if you take Larry Bird out of 86 and put him out there on the wing with Kevin Durant, death. Yum, yum. That's <laughs> food. That's absolute food. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. Imagine if Bird and, and Mikel had to face Giannis. <laughs> Listen, Giannis had, a, Giannis had a play the other day, and I know you're going to know what I'm talking about, and I know Teller is. He had a play the other night. They had an entry pass into Al Horford, and Al Horford turned around and tried to square up and go up with like a like a touch, and Giannis batted that shit into the 19th row, and I'm like, this is the small forward. Like, there's nothing against the center. There's nothing you can do with him. Right. Like, on either end of the floor, like, he's a fucking drone. He's a machine. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yo, these guys from the from the seven the seventies as a couple of guys maybe because they played a more up tempo style. The eighties just get rid of it. Like they they the, the game was too slowed down, too many uh, not enough possessions. Dog. It was like WWE out there. Nikolai Jokic, Jokic played sixty five minutes in a four overtime game the other day. Then came back in game five and scored almost thirty <laughs> and played forty minutes. If 
Kareem Abdul-Jabbar had to play 65 minutes in a four-overtime game, he'd still be a nice <laughs> not even joking. At the end, my grandmother always used to say, she's like, yo, at the end of Kareem's career, they would go down for offense, he'd do whatever, then they'd be coming back up for defense, and he'd just now be getting up from, oh. from the offensive possession. I was watching uh, one of the, the Hardwood Classics. They showed the Lakers uh, championship season when they beat the Pistons, when they beat them in seven games, yeah. when, they, when they called the foul on uh, Lambeer when he went up against Kareem. In the huddle before the last play when Kareem got the foul, he had an oxygen mask on, listening to Pat Riley, like, run a play. Like, he got a mask on his face. Like, yeah, no, that's cool. Like, I'm like, dog, they, they would have died out there having to play now. Just no way on earth they could have played. You know, it just is what it is. So it's like, once the nostalgic aspect of it comes off, it's like Kevin Durant, LeBron, Kawhi, they're going to go down as, like, Three oh, of the sure. best players ever. It's yeah. just you, no way around it. Yeah. Like you watch Kawhi in this series, he straight took – it was Kawhi and the Raptors versus the Sixers. Yes. That's what it was. It's Kawhi and the Pips. I am David Ruffin. These <laughs> niggas are the temptations. Yeah. That was essentially yeah. what it was. Yeah, I, I got to carry these soft-ass niggas uh, to, the Western, to the Eastern Conference Finals, but, you know, this is what I was cursed with. Let's do it. I'm here. And, like, it just – some people is ready for it. Some people ain't. Yeah. And going back to where we started, James Harden is not it. I've been saying it. I continue to say it. I've been – the same way Rob been on a crusade to, like, say that Durant isn't the Warriors' best player, <laughs> I've been on a crusade for the last couple years to tell y'all that James Harden ain't it. Ain't it? He's a nice guy. Yeah. I like. He was at the Rump game. He was real cool, was doing that, interacting with the crowd. He yeah. a cool dude. Got 200 on, 200 off the court. I fucks with that. You know, he's tearing it up with Adidas. You know, he's running around with the Kardashians and shit. Cool. Hangs out with Meek, hangs out with Ruggs. Cool, cool dude. But on the NBA court, when it comes time to win a championship or even go to the championships or even go to the joint where you might go to the championship. Go to anything past May 15th. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't in it. He got like, it's like a Mendoza line, like on his calendar. He got like May 15th with like nine X's on it on the calendar, like he in jail. Like it's the release date, and he like, we is not playing no basketball Duh. past this day, bro. Not at all. Like he, it's not happening. And if Rugs weekend is the first week in May, we ain't playing past May 3rd. Did you see my tweet about Rod with the Durant not being the best Warriors player? No. All right, so just read it and then pray the video. Durant isn't the best Warriors play, mate. <laughs> That's exactly where I'd be at whenever I start that shit. But it's like, no, for me, with, with James Harden, he can score in bunches when he's actually scoring. Mm-hmm. That I'm trying to draw contact shit has absolutely ruined the Rockets. It's nasty. The Rockets have... Because Chris Paul has adopted it now. Yeah. To where he... Chris Paul is flopping on, like... Inbounds, like just <laughs> stupid shit that makes absolute. I saw them the other day. It was a dead ball, like the the refs blew the because it was a kick, like yeah, a kickball. Yeah. The refs blew the whistle, threw his leg out, kickball, threw the ball to the ref. When he threw the ball to the ref, um, who was it? What's the Cook? Quinn Cook. Quinn Cook, yeah. He, when he threw the ball to the ref, his arm came up and hit Chris Paul like up under the neck, and he went falling back. <laughs> and they was just looking like, bro, the ball ain't in play. Like, what are you doing? Like, oh, my bad. <laughs> like, All right. Yeah, like, try and, again next time. They've adapted, adopted this weird ass, we gonna try to draw contact shit. If you watch game three of this series, when was it game 
No. Game four, when they tied it up. Yeah. Harden wasn't doing none of that goofy shit. He was just coming down and pulling up. Yeah. He's arguably the most skilled player on an NBA court whenever he's on a yeah, court. And he's a fucking lefty to boot. He's a tank. Yeah. He's bigger than Jordan. Like, yeah. he's huge. Like, we saw him, like, at the run, he was, like, he's gigantic. And he can jump out the gym, he can shoot from fucking 40. But he just gets so goofy yeah. when it comes time to actually play because he's worried about drawing goofy-ass contact. And now that Chris Paul got that shit in his game and Chris Paul 100, it's just like... It, like, they got to bring this same team back next year. You made that point oh, the other day. Do like, you know how much Chris Paul's owed over the next three seasons? Yeah, like a hundred and hundred and twenty-four over oh. the next three seasons. Think about how bad this shit is for the Rockets, right? Y'all are over the cap. You got James Harden, Chris Paul... P.J. Tucker, Clint Capella, and who's the other person's deal they can't move? Gordon. Gordon. Eric Gordon. Can't move none of these deals over the cap, and they have zero draft picks this draft. They don't have a pick in the draft. And, <laughs> and you traded away a good amount of young players for Chris Paul. Like, look at that Clippers team now. Where's she go? Yeah, the Clippers team played Golden State tighter than the fucking Rockets did. Yeah. And all intents and purposes because I said this on Twitter the other day. I'm like, yo, Golden State and the Rockets is the most frustrating series because for all intents and purposes, Golden State should sweep them. Like, it's like you see, like, the opening two games of every series and you're like, oh, it's over. They're going to sweep these motherfuckers. And then Steph goes into Ringling Brothers and Barham and Belly mode where he's just turning the ball over, like, for anything and, and shit like that. And Clay, they not passing Clay the ball and shit like that. Then they down two. Then they tied up two, two. Then you're like, all right. They gonna they they you know what I mean they gonna get it together and then sure enough it's Christmas they get it together and they knock these motherfuckers off like, every season. Honestly, what Draymond Green said the other day was some of the realest shit I think I've ever heard an NBA player say. Draymond Green straight said after the game, it makes no sense to me that they aren't respected as like living legends. He's like, I don't know if it's because they light skin or what it is, but. People, like, look at them as soft and as fragile. I guess it's because they light-skinned and they just shoot threes. But them niggas never fold. Ever. Like, never. He's like, I can't think of one time where where our backs was against the wall and them niggas folded. Like, ever. And he not lying. It, It might be Clay. It might be Steph. It might be Steph and Clay. But if the game, the shit's on the line, Clay's going to score 37. If the shit's on the line, Steph Curry's going to hit eight threes, nine threes. The other night, I knew the Rockets wasn't winning that shit when Steph Curry had zero at halftime and the game was tied. I said, this shit is it's over. It's not, they're not going to win this. The Sixers in a must-win game six the other night, they was up 17 at halftime. You can't play with that. Right. You, if you would have asked me or told me DeMarcus Cousins is injured, Kevin Durant is injured, and Steph Curry at halftime would have zero points in a game six in Houston that the Rockets was down 3-2. What would be the score at halftime? There's no way on earth I'd say that game would be tied. Yeah, you think they down 14, 18 points or some shit like that. The game was tied. Steph yeah. Curry hadn't scored. I said, oh, this shit is a wrap, dog. And then Curry comes out and puts on the greatest fourth quarter <laughs> shit we've seen like maybe 16 ever. 16 in the last four minutes. And I told you the way he was with get me the ball <clears throat> on the inbound. Yeah. I'll go to the foul. Harden missed five free throws that game. And 
I'm just like, damn, you really want to go to Rugs Weekend? Like, you, you, <laughs> like, you already there. Me and me and Matt did some uh, investigating. Uh, Harden's on the flyer. <laughs> Harden is <laughs> on, on the flyer. Harden's fucking face <laughs> is on the official do say white party for Rugs Weekend. How, do you know how fucking crazy that is, dog? Party is May 17th. That's nuts. <laughs> Smack dab in the middle of the Western Conference Finals. That's where your face is at. That's where you at. Already booked the PJ, bro. I don't know what y'all want me to do. You cannot possibly be serious, dog. That's nuts, Like, yo. imagine if they would have won. Hit him like, so I don't get no time off, like, in between. <laughs> like, I, you sure I can't go? Dog. They can't reschedule this game? <laughs> I do not fuck with James Harden on an NBA court. He I like him as a person. He's a talented player, great person. He's f- completely full of shit when it counts. I'm good. I'm good on Chris Paul. I hate yeah. Chris Paul. Y'all, y'all was supposed to win. You like, the, the, the Rockets were supposed to win that series. Yeah. Y'all, y'all. Y'all been telling people for a year straight. What would have happened? What would have happened? If we would have hit one out of 27 threes, or we would have had CP3, or this, that, and the third, we would have won. Y'all been running that shit for the last year straight. And y'all got them early in the playoffs. When y'all coming off of a cupcake series against Utah, y'all got them early in the playoffs, fresh legs, all that shit. Everybody's healthy, and y'all folded. And Kevin Durant goes down. And Kevin Durant went down, and Boogie already was down, and y'all fucking folded like lawn chairs. Unbelievable. I, I still can't believe that shit, though. Don't talk that Houston Rockets shit to me, please. I'm good. Like, I'm straight. Like, I don't want like, to hear Don't it. talk that shit to me. Like, ever. the Warriors, we just were saying how the, how the Warriors aren't the strength in numbers Warriors, and y'all straight let quit. There was at one point when Steph got into foul trouble and Draymond was in foul trouble earlier. Yeah. Steve Kerr put a lineup on the floor of Klay Thompson, Jarebko, Cook, Looney, and what's the other one? His last name started with an M. Uh... What the fuck is his name? Young black kid. Uh, this is gonna irritate me. The one I, from Oregon. It's just gonna irritate me if I don't have it. Uh, McKenzie McKinney. Never even heard of him. Al- Alfonso McKinney. <laughs> they had McKinney, Jarebko, uh, Jordan Bell, Quinn Cook, and no Looney McKenzie, Jordan Bell. Jarebko and Clay Thompson on the floor. That was the lineup they was running with. The game was tied and it stayed tied. Right. Looney outplayed Clint Capella. I still don't even understand it. It's nuts. That's crazy. It's nuts when you think about it. All seasoned motherfuckers. Iman Shumpert, Austin Rivers, just. I can't wait for first take tomorrow. <laughs> like, I, I literally can't wait. Like, like, y'all went out there and sold y'all asses in front of Beyonce. Y'all bugging. And her husband. Yeah, Beyonce and her husband. <laughs> like, y'all tripping. I, I, that, that honestly is the most shocking shit I've seen in sports this year. Like, even if y'all lose game seven in Oracle. You got to win game on, on a tight situation down to the wire. Sort of like game. the game tonight with, yeah. the, with the Sixers. And the, you not mad at that. Yeah. That ball bounced one out of the four different ways it did <laughs> and don't go in. Y'all go to overtime. Cool. You cool with, with that shit happening. Sixers got there. Game six in Philly, they did what they were supposed yeah. to do and they Handle got they there. Business. Could you imagine if in game five Kawhi gets hurt with five minutes left in the third, and somehow the Raptors win that. The baby dinosaur. And then come into Philly on game six with no Kawhi and win. 
in front of like Meek. <laughs> like what the and Cheeto MMG. Like what the fuck? <laughs> That's how crazy. Like the rocket yeah. shit makes absolutely no sense. How did y'all blow this? You can't even process it for real, for real. It took me a second to even be like, what? wait, r- for real? Max Kellerman broke down the math of it on Friday. He's like, listen, he said, if, he said if the Houston Rockets have like a 70% chance of winning Friday's game, and then they have, uh, then if it's a game seven, if they got a, 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 a fucking a 60% chance, he said they still overall have a 49% chance of winning the series. The Warriors are still prohibitive favorites if it goes to a game seven. He said, but nothing tells you that they should lose game six. Like, there's no explicable reason for them to lose game six, and they lost mightily. Like, they were they were controlled down the stretch. Mm-hmm. And James Harden looked pitiful. Yeah. He had a hollow 35 points. Yeah. I thought they was done when they stopped going through Chris Paul because Chris Paul was actually was penetrating and actually killing. getting to the rim and causing confusion. And when it's, Once the ball came out of his hand, I'm just like, I'm not understanding this <laughs> shit much, but all right, whatever. And... They're by far the most di- dis- disappointing it's shit in, in sports. Like I said, they ran with that shit for the last year straight. So now we got the Warriors and the Blazers. Yeah. I know Dell going to be talking crazy this <laughs> week. Both your sons in the conference finals yep. against each other. Him and Sonya. Sonya, who uh, we had talked about it the other day. Sonya was sitting up there easily washing everybody on Red Table Talk. Fine the as one. Yeah, she's amazing. At 54, whatever how uh, we she got the, We got the Nuggets and the Warriors in Western Conference Finals. No, now, Blazers and the Warriors. Blazers and the Warriors. Excuse me. I keep nuggets, nuggets folded. Nuggets missed 17 threes in a row to end the game. I'm not mad at it, though, because the Nuggets <clears throat> are a younger team. Young team. They're a bunch of babies. And Nikolai played his ass off. And even Jamal Murray, who I hate, played. I can't even hate him. But and CJ today was just... Too was, much. Yeah, CJ was unreal. So you got the Blazers and the Warriors, uh, Curry versus Curry. Yeah. And then in the East now, we got the Bucks and the Raptors. I had all three of these teams being there. I had the Bucks, Raptors, Warriors. I actually had Bucks, Raptors, Warriors, Thunder. And... Yeah, I fucked up. <laughs> Play as fuck up. Play as fuck up. But we got the Blazers, Warriors, Bucks, Raptors. Who do you think goes to the finals, and who do you think wins? Warriors, Bucks. I think the Warriors win it in six. Um, you know, looking at Milwaukee's path through the playoffs, them just destroying people. Um, you know, obviously Detroit was what it was. That was a tune-up series, but mm. for them to run through Boston the way that they did, make Kyrie look pedestrian, all of that shit, I think they're going to do the same thing to the Raptors. They probably win it in five and go to the finals, but I just think that the, the, there's something to be said for like a championship pedigree in the heart of a champion and knowing how to win and being there before, and I just think the Warriors is going to figure it out, and they're going to beat the Bucks. I'm going to say this. The, the Warriors aren't the same Warriors in the fact that they're not... Ro- like, last couple years, it's been the Warriors and the Cavs just steamrolling everybody yeah. to the finals, and and then the Warriors get there and steamroll them. So it's like I watched the 15 finals the other day when they first won their first yeah. one. And then I watched the 16 finals. And, like, it really made me think, like, damn, yo, the Warriors really had, like, Leandro Barbosa and all these yeah. different little weapons off the bench that contributed and did all this stuff. They're not that anymore. And they're going for a three-peat. Right, they're top heavy. Durant, yeah, top Durant, heavy. Curry, Thompson, Draymond. We who, know that. who's their best bench player because it's not Sean Livingston right now. Honestly, it's probably Looney. 
Probably Looney. Looney's been hooping off the bench. I'll give him that. That's scary. <laughs> That's your best bench player. But it's like they're not the strength and numbers warriors, right? Yeah, so cool. we understand that. And we watch them steamroll over everybody. And you watch the first series went to six, right, with the Clippers. And now this series just went to six with the Rockets. And it's going to probably be six games with the Blazers, maybe six or seven. Yeah. Might go seven. Yeah, I am not. wouldn't be surprised to see it go seven. But – it's, they're not going to sweep them or nothing like that. No. And the Warriors just aren't that anymore. And I think they get past the Blazers, and I think they go to the championship. And even if it, I kind of think the Raptors might sneak their way into the finals. I just think Giannis is just on a mission. Kawhi is equally as yoked. So it's like yeah. it's going to be a great, you know. They're going to fight. They're going to they gonna battle. And and then my thing is with the Raptors, they actually match up well with the Bucks because they have the length and the stretch players. Like they have Pascal Siakam, yeah. Serge Ibaka, and even Marcus Gasol's been playing great fucking minutes yeah. for them. But I think the Warriors do win the championship this year, and it's one of those, yeah. like we won, but we we barely got there, and they get the three peat this year, and it's done. Like the Warriors, yeah. the, the, there's no more championships for Warriors because the landscape of basketball is going to change yeah. so much this offseason. You literally are talking about out of the 13 or 14 best players in the league, eight of them might move this summer. Yeah. You're talking about Kevin Durant, Kawhi, Clay, Anthony Davis. These people can all be on different. Yeah. These, Kyrie. Kyrie. These people could all be on the same team. Right. Next year. You just don't know what's going to happen this year. So the landscape, I think, is going to change so much that. Think about it. The Warriors win this chip, and KD and Clay leave. The Warriors aren't winning any more chips. Yeah, you understand what I'm saying? But the thing is, the Warriors are so tricky. They fuck around and package Draymond and some other shit and pop up with Anthony Davis, and now you bring Boogie back with Anthony Davis and Steph, and then it's like you never know. They might be right back in the finals. You know what I'm saying like this is going to be the craziest summer in NBA it's history. It's going to be insane. I think the Clippers are everybody's pretty much perennial favorite to become a title contender based off of this season. But I think that Brooklyn is a dark horse, and I think that with Sean Marks running that franchise and the way that that team is coaching all them young, scrappy players that they got, I think that they fuck around and might end up with like a a, a KD and a Kyrie over there and then get a, a clear path to the finals coming out of the East. It's it's going to be a crazy summer. It's definitely yeah. going to be a crazy summer for the NBA. Uh, You got anything else you want to I got nothing, man. Great show. I love the conversation. Thanks for coming, Lee. You didn't have much to say about the NBA, obviously. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, she told me. She was like, y'all start with the sports shit. I'm checking <laughs> out. One thing I was going to say about agreeing with, I can't see him watching Harden play. Like, whenever he has been, yeah, we, it's just it's mentally exhausting. It is. It's just horrible. You watch somebody that has all the moves. He's a lefty. He can shoot from anywhere. He can break anybody down. And he spent more time on the ground. And he just get off the ground. Stop yeah. falling in the people. Uh, he's bad. Chris Paul, though. That, <laughs> that shit, was ridiculous. That shit the other night, I couldn't believe he did that. Like, I'm talking about on passing the ball to the ref. His arm <laughs> he flew back. I was like, what the fuck was that? That, that I, I can't fuck with that style of basketball, that style. And I really, I just don't like them with the... Because they take the analytical three-point shit to the next fucking level. Yeah. They had a game this year where they shot 63 threes. It's just like, what are we doing? And I told my man, he like, yo, Harden might be the best scorer we've ever seen. And I'm like, by the numbers, he's not. And he like, how you figure? I'm like, listen, this, I seen James Harden on a one night go five for 23 from three, right? If you shoot 37 times, right, yeah. just by metrics, 37 times two, 
is 74. If you shoot 37 field goals, like just layup attempts, that's an opportunity to have 74 points, 37 times. If 23 of those shots are are threes, threes, (laughs) right? So you got 14 field goals and then 23 threes. 14 times 2 is 28. So you got opportunity to get 28 in field goals. And then 23 times 3 is 66? 69. 69. You got 69 plus 28. You're talking about 87 fucking points. You have an op- 97, 97 points. points you have an opportunity to achieve. You have 35. <laughs> this is not great shooting. This just isn't. This is this is paint by numbers. It's volume shooting. Right. It's like he literally will have an opportunity to score 97 but score yeah. 37. And motherfuckers yeah. be like, man, hard and killing him tonight. And I'd be like, he's just shooting a lot and a lot. Of, like, even when Kobe had his 81 game, <coughs> Kobe shot 40, I think it was 46 times that yeah. game. 46 field goal attempts. He had yeah. 80. Even the last game he played when he had the 60, he shot 50 times. He had 60. Right. It's like, make it make sense. <laughs> you taking 25 three-pointers that's in a crazy. game. That's in a game. That's not a high percentage. I remember shot. I was fucking with Rod because Rod was talking about how dope it was, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, dog, on an average night for James Harden, and this motherfucker will really come out, and he will literally be like 13 for 38 and be like six for twenty four from three with thirty eight points. And Rob was like, "All right, it don't be that bad." Do you know what he two free throws? You know what he had that night? He was eleven for thirty five, five for twenty one from three, and like sixteen for twenty three from the, the foul line. And I'm just like, "This is awful. This is the same shit I told you he'd be doing." And Rob was like, "No, I can't even cap. That shit was bad." I'm like dog. Like, I, I hate watching him play. It's just annoying to watch them play basketball. So it's like I'm happy they lost and like you said, I, I you yeah, know you happy they lost. Yeah, because I don't I don't I don't want to reward dumb shit. That's yeah. kinda how I am in life. Yeah. Like remember back when you would read a book and they give you the personal pan pizza? Wait, what? To young, I'm too young. <laughs> Back in <laughs> elementary school, if you read, a, it was the Scholastic uh, Scholastic Achievement Scholastic, Scholastic Achievement Award. If you read a, a Goosebumps book, yeah, we read Goosebumps book. They you prove to them that you read the book, and they'd give you a receipt for a personal pan pizza, at Pizza Hut. And I remember my man would just lie, and I'd be like, hating, like man, this pussy ain't reading that fucking book, because I don't reward dumb shit, and that's kind of how I am. And the Rockets is just a bunch of non book reading ass personal pan pizza getting motherfuckers, and I just don't like them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I don't like them, and I hate. I don't want to reward that style of basketball because it gets to the point where it's not even basketball. It's them yeah. literally. Falling on the ground, shooting foul shots, and chucking up threes. That's yeah. all it is with yeah. them. So I don't fuck with them. That's a way to put a nice, pretty bow on this, man. This has been the realest podcast ever, episode 88. We appreciate y'all listenership, man. Uh, have a good night. We'll see y'all next week. Holla back. Peace. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. 
Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.